And welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of Ready, Set, Review. Uh, this is a really special episode for us for a couple of reasons. A, we are here tonight recording at a Shared Universe podcast studio, uh, which for those of you that don't know, and you probably should, is a studio run by uh, Mike Zapsik and Ming Chen. Especially uh, cool moment for us for a number of reasons. Uh, we are big fans of the show Comic Book Men, obviously lifelong nerds and comic book readers, and Anthony and I That's have true. been going into the secret stash since high school to buy our comics, and we still go there to this day, uh, so that's a really cool thing for us. The other reason is we have a special guest tonight, and a few weeks ago you guys might remember us talking about how we were wanted to bring in some guests on the show, we were going to start doing some interview spots and things like that, and I'll tell you what, ever since we did that, Anthony and I have just been Inundated, inundated. Fan mail. I mean, it's been absolutely insane. Yeah, like you know, the, the outreach box. from from the fans. <laughs> I mean, it's just filled up. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of requests and and suggestions of people that we should uh, reach out to and and try and bring in for an interview. And uh, we had the fortunate situation that our guest here today was actually we found him in New York City, and he happened to be uh, researching a role, and we discovered him at a gay bar. Eating out of a diaper while dr <laughs> while drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, really excited to be able to have um, somebody who uh, actually has touched on every single point uh, of our show. You know, we try and bring you uh, the best reviews of movies, music, comics, and culture. Um, and our guest tonight has had experience in, in every single one of those. And hopefully we'll get a chance to dive in and really go into, you know, some of the, the things that he's done with his life and uh, some funny stories, some crazy stories, some unbelievable stories that are true. And, uh, and we'll go from some there. That are, we'll, we'll, we'll let you figure out what's true and what's not true. <laughs> and, of course, we're going to make sure we get in a bunch of plugs. For yeah, this all, the plugs, right all the plugs, so, all uh, the plugs. So you probably know him from... Excellent, excellent movies like the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. Yep. You might have recently seen him in the Lifetime show You, which is coming to Netflix very soon. We'll let uh, you talk about that. It is currently on Netflix. Currently on Netflix. Uh, and you obviously know him from the critically acclaimed smash hit 50 Pills. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Ready, Set, Review, Mr. Lou Taylor Pucci. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We just had like music and yeah. like fire and uh, confetti coming <laughs> off, da -da -da, like Hell, like when you come yeah. in down the wrestling arena. <laughs> oh my god! Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, an absolute pleasure, Lou. Thanks for being here. Thanks for telling him about the diaper. I <laughs> <laughs> really need to say all that. This is, is going to do wonders for my fan mail and internet fan base. Well, we just wanted people to know that you're dedicated to your craft. To go to those lengths to research a role, <laughs> and it's and it's revenge for taking me into that gay bar that you went to <laughs> while doing while you're doing your research for Teddy for, that you played in, right. in Law and Order SVU, and you I took was... me to that gay bar and we got hit on constantly when we were there. <laughs> We were a couple. Oh man, they did. They did. Yeah, to be they fair, I'm pretty sure they man. were hitting on Lou and not you. Uh, no, no, no. no, they no. Oh, really? Yeah, because like I was like, I guess the shy, bashful one that didn't really want to be there. I was like, they're gonna find us out, man. They're gonna find us out. They oh, know that I'm not gay. Be banished. It was the best way I got you out of that situation. What did they say? What did they say to us? They were like, "Oh, who's this?" And I was yeah. like. 
uh, I was like, he's mine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's mine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I was researching a role for Law and Order. We were doing Teddy. Teddy, what's his Teddy? Teddy. I forget. I remember. But yeah. he's the, the, the brother of Sophia Bush on Chicago PD. Right. Right. And that yeah. was a, and that was a great multi episode crossover yeah, between Chicago PD, Fire, and Law and Order SVU. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I found my picture on Fire in a in a some fire ridden you know building and then right. they, oh on uh, Chicago Fire yeah, yeah. Oh, I, Chicago oh I get fire. it because right. it's fire oh, oh I get, I get it, it. Uh, they put out uh, fire well and fire it was department. it was like an underground like child uh, exactly. traffic exactly a porn right. dungeon yeah, yeah it was like a shit. sex dungeon yeah. you know I would resign <laughs> <laughs> not that far see we told you we're gonna have the fans guess is it fact or is it fiction <laughs> <laughs> and then on Chicago no and then on Law and Order they find me and I'm. I'm tricking over at the over at the harbor. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like where where was that? Chelsea, Chelsea Piers. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and then they bring me to Chicago PD to to point out who's the bad guy. Right. You have, to, you have to finger the bad guy. Oh yeah, I gotta finger everybody <laughs> in that show. Right up there. Yep. Yeah. You had some pretty emotional scenes in mm-hmm. that uh, in that episode, especially the Law and Order episode. There was one I remember when you were being interrogated and kind of just talking about your life in that scene. Oh yeah. I mean you definitely yeah. uh you hit some uh, emotional depths. Full there. tearjerker. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, because this is what happened. They called this so the writer from the um from the show Criminal Intent became one of the producers on SVU mm-hmm. and his uh, his his idea was I loved you in the in the show that we did it's been 8 years I know but I always thought of you for other parts I have this part it's really dark I don't know who else would would do it that I know <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been raped all his life he's he's on a lot of drugs um, he turned into a rapist because of all the raping that was done fact to him. or fiction <laughs> um, you know he he's found at, at uh, Chelsea Piers tricking all this stuff uh, do you want to play the part I said uh can I keep the beard? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure. <laughs> I said okay, and then he uh, he said, "All right, well, we're starting in a in a like four days, so you'd have to get on a plane in two days. Are you cool with that?" I said, "Yeah." So I got on the plane. The first place that they take me is to the costume fitting. I didn't read the script yet, so I had no idea that. When I get into the costume fitting, it's all women's clothing. <laughs> oh man, all women's. So you clothing. didn't know that you were no. a crossdresser beforehand. No, I didn't know. <laughs> but I, I was like, okay, well, then hand me the high heels and the fishnet unitard, please. Strap me up, baby. <laughs> tube top. I'll take that. <laughs> Let's give this a try. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I found out, and um, yeah. Yeah, so. you know, so that brings us to a, a good, I guess, a good place to start is oh, any. Yeah. And then the research was I went to some gay bars because I was like, I got, I guess I got to be a transvestite on the show. I don't yeah, really you know. guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about that experience was we remember we we were having drinks and dinner, yeah, and Lou city. was going to come meet us after he was done filming, but he didn't get changed from his character. So you remember you came yes. to meet yeah. us like in yeah. the drag with the heels on. Yeah. 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 yeah, I had just come from like crying in a scene. Yeah. 
I had, I had nail everywhere. polish on. My makeup was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, man. guys, let's go out to a yeah, bar. Let's go hang out. What's up? What's up? You guys ready to party? And we're like, <laughs> uh, uh, wearing like leather uh, pants. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So brings us kind of an interesting point, right? You, you mentioned that, you know, the uh, director of the, the show came up to you and was like, you know, I'd, I have this crazy part. You know, there's nobody else that I would know that could do this part so well. Why is it that you've played so many, you know, kind of crazy characters, right? You, you've played a lot of different, um, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics. Um, That's a good question. You know, and, and, you know, kind of these crazy roles. You know, what is it about playing those roles that uh, really appeals to you? Well, it's not really what appeals to me. It's really what comes to me. And yeah, maybe so, what so, fits your personality. Well, here, yeah, well. <laughs> does art imitate life you know or me. does life imitate art? Yeah. Uh, but here's the actual truth of it. I really, I really take it toward... Um, I started in an independent film. Independent film is where all the more interesting, weird um, roles are, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. At least they used to be. Before mm -hmm. 2008 and the recession, the SAG struck, and everything changed, and all the independent films went away, at least the lower to mid-budget ones. Yeah. Now it's only completely low or really high-budgeted independent films that happen, like $250,000 or for, you know... Uh, Thirty million dollars or ten million dollars. Right. All the two to four to six million dollar ones are gone. Those are the ones that I was doing. Right. So like during that time, I was doing a lot of weird, crazy, interesting, fun roles, and I think people started seeing me as you know I, I won the Sundance Award for oh right for Thumbsucker right yep yep and people saw me as like an artist more and, and that was the best way to enter the industry as like oh he's not just an actor he's an artist he worked in this movie that got like artistic acclaim gotcha so gotcha. It, also Personal Velocity which was written by oh, Rebecca right. Miller yeah. Arthur Miller's daughter who's married to Dan. Daniel Day Lewis, who was on the set the whole time, I got to work with all these like real artists. I was I was just taken as an artist from the beginning. So once I had that kind of uh, fan base of like art film type people, I think that what it translated into after the independent film industry kind of went down the tubes was like who who do we know who will do this impossible role? Because like there's a lot of impossible roles, hard roles to play, like Story of Luke, right? right. Who, who yeah. wants to play right. an autistic person in a comedy for an entire film? Right. So like I just seem to get these ones that I kind of feel like nobody else has the balls to do. Yeah. You're like the that's yeah. the that's you're like the Christina Ricci of, of Hollywood. <laughs> like, yeah. She's a great actress. She, she is a great actress. actress. Yeah. Incredible. Does really crazy weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime yeah. I see any 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 media about her, it's always like. Oh well, oh well, Christina Ricci will probably do it because nobody yeah. else will. <laughs> well, the truth yeah. is, I like I do take it completely seriously, and I'm always scared if I'm doing a role, especially a, a freaky role like a any of the ones that I've done. But uh, but it is way more fun too. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like way more fun to play yeah, those parts. Absolutely, to be those people. Now, with Personal Velocity, that was the first movie that you ever did. You know, did you think that getting a chance to just have Daniel Day Lewis on set and some of the other people that were there, do you think that inf influenced you and in the way that you uh, prepare for a role or, or get ready for Re Rebecca uh, a part? Miller? Did Rebecca Miller is well, she? She's pretty much one of the smartest directors I ever worked with. Next to I would say like Mike Mills and Richard Linklater. Um, what she said, like, first day I got in there, I was, what, 16 years old. I come in. I'm supposed to be playing this hitchhiker that's, you know, gnawing at his fingers. They're bleeding. He's mm -hmm. so anxious, and he's been mm -hmm. tortured in a basement by God knows who the whole, you know, for part of his life. And now right. he's escaped. He's on the run. He's picked up as a hitchhiker by Feruza Balk. And so I, I asked Rebecca Miller, like, wh who is this guy? Like, who is Kevin? Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and said, 
who do you think he is? And I, I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I'm 16, and I'm standing there with this like really smart, hot woman. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's forcing me to be creative. Yeah. That's all that is. She's yeah. forcing you to yeah. be creative, and she's forcing you to make it yours. Right. And so that was what was really inspiring, because she wouldn't tell you. Mm. Meaning she was smart enough not to want to control the situation. Because right. a director doesn't have to control the situation. Yep. They can, they can, and they can make it their thing that you're just being a part of, or right. they can hand it over. Right. Make it the actor's... Yeah, their goal you know, is to inspire role. just so they yeah. can right. get the material out of you I that they need. a director is a guide. Right, a right. A guide yep. toward yeah. the end result, but right. not necessarily the person who's the boss. Right. Exactly. They're do not you, the boss. Do you feel, that's that's an interesting point, do you feel that uh, there are some directors out there that maybe take too much control, oh, yeah. right, and are over-controlling in their movies and, and trying to And sometimes it works for their there. style. You know, right. every some more stylized directors, it's going to happen. They're mm-hmm. going to oh, be yeah. more controlling because they're going to want a very specific thing. It's not going to make any sense to the actor because they're mm-hmm. like, but I wouldn't walk over there, or I wouldn't say this thing, and they're like, yeah, but it works for the camera. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got like, you like your Stanley Kubrick type right. guys that like yeah. they have their yeah. vision, yeah. Yeah. And, and like your Aaron, your Aaron Sorkins, where like God forbid if you ad lib one line and that's not in right. the script, you will get a finger chopped off. Yeah, like. and that's, <laughs> I actually just did that for the first time. I worked on a show where, where you ad libbed. Where no, where I was not allowed to even change a word. Oh, not even oh, to wow. say a word. Was that in you? Was that in no? I did a show that's called uh, "You're the Worst," and it's oh come yeah, on yeah, yeah, January. yeah, yeah. It's a popular show. In J- so actually, yeah, like in a couple of days, it should come on season five. I'm in season five, and I play a white rapper named Knock Knock. Oh, that's right. I remember. Now that's this. surprising to me, though. <laughs> that's having 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 watched "You're the Worst." That's surprising to me that you had to stick to the script so much because that whole show just yeah. feels like one giant game of Mad Libs. And hilariously, like, <laughs> though, yeah, it's great. That's what's crazy genius about the whole thing is that we, when you see behind the scenes, it's actually fully, fully written. Wow. Every single mm. word. Like, you can't get away with being ad-libbing at all. That's People impressive. try to, all the actors try to, yeah. but sometimes they get kind of yelled at, you know, like, hey, yeah. come on, stick to it. <laughs> I realized when they said like, I couldn't change uh, y'all to... Or you all, you yeah, all, right. or from the opposite, it was you all to y'all. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, you can't uh, just say you. Do all. you think <laughs> you are? It says you are there, yeah. so say your. Do you think <laughs> you do? Do you think you do better when you are forced to stick to a script like that, or when you ad lib? It creates a different. It's it gives you a different type of creativity because when when I think when an artist has uh, limitations. It, it mostly inspires creativity most of the time. Mm-hmm. Too mm-hmm. many, of course, it like can yeah. be you know detrimental. But I'd say most of the time, limiting yourself, which is why most of the big directors, once they get really big, kind of end up doing something shitty because they got nobody actually guiding them. No limitations anymore. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only people who are guiding them and giving them limitations are money people who don't yeah. know what the fuck they're talking about, but they still have to give limitations. So you're not getting any creative limitations you're only getting like money create yeah. money limitations you gotcha. know i th- i think that's really interesting that you bring up that point because it's you you just said in a in a much more articulate way something that we've talked about on the show a lot and this is a uh, i think a a huge difference between what some of what marvel is doing and some of what dc is doing so marvel has uh, a couple of times now uh, brought in these small, much less known directors that have only done smaller budget indie type films right. and given them a $150 million budget. Yeah. And it's like, you know, oh my God, is this going to work? 
and DC has done some of the same things and it hasn't worked. And like, actually not DC, I should, I should say it's actually been Marvel and Marvel. So yeah, perfect, like, what I'm getting at is Josh Trank, right? Who did that movie Chronicle, uh-huh. which right. was a fantastic movie, yeah. right. incredibly low budget. Then they gave him, Fox gave him Fantastic Four to do, mm. which was, you know, $150 million, $200 budget. And it was awful. Garbage. Like such garbage. So I, I, I've always found that, that dichotomy really interesting where it's like, how do you know? Because it's a gamble either way. How do you know that somebody that, you, that you're going to pull out of their okay. element like that? Like, how do you know they're going to succeed? What guidance well, here's, do you have to give them? Let, here's my entire opinion on the whole thing. And you guys may agree, you may disagree, but I have a pretty, pretty strong opinion on it. So <laughs> um, what the producers, what the distributor, what the, what the studio usually wants to do in that situation is under the guise of giving an artist, a new artist, some kind of uh, uh, like a gift job, what they're, what they're really, what, what's going on? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. sorry. Under under the guise of giving the art of giving new artists this like gift job, what they're really doing is f- having somebody who they can boss around and tell them anything that they want and that right. the person, because they've been given this gift job, have to do what they want. So right. basically, they're given this gift job and afterward they know that they're going to be able to make pretty much any movie that they want. If you just did Jurassic World, you're going to be able to make whatever <laughs> movie you want after. Yeah. So yeah. you're given a gift job, but your your gift comes with a price and that price is you listen to us and you, sure, you're going to direct with quotes, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're going to tell you yeah, what to do, yeah. and it's going to be what we want, and that's right. just how it's going to be. So really, it's just easier to boss around a person who's never done it before, who doesn't have their own choices and their own thoughts of, about like how to make a big-budget movie because they don't even know. Right? Have you seen that same situation in from an actor's perspective? Because I know you just jogged my memory. I know Glenn Close, mm. I think this is the example I'll use, um, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. She had a very small part, but I read right. that she, um, her agent was pushing her to do it, like just for the recognition of the paycheck, and she had pretty much zero interest in doing it. Like it's not her scene, the comic book movie. Mm. But she did it, and the stipulation was she's like, I'm going to do this movie, and then leave me alone. I'm going to do whatever else I want for the next like six movies. So have you seen or do you know of anybody that's had that same type of situation from an actor's perspective, like what you were just talking about from a director's perspective? Like if I do your film, I then am given the freedom to yeah, like, like do where somebody really after. wants you for a role that you might not want to do, but they want you so bad, but you have no interest in doing it, and you're like, fine, I'll do it, but then I want this. Yeah, I want this passion project. I can't think of a specific example right now, but I absolutely know that that's a hundred percent what happens. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I've heard that story often, mm. and and it's you know sometimes it is that usually it's from the other side though. It's more like. Um, what they do is they get you connected to like a three picture deal. Right. right. You know what yeah. I mean? And so okay. from the other side of it, they're saying, okay, uh, you know, Glenn closed in this movie and that means you, because you want to do this film, we are also tying you into doing th- two other films right. with us. And no matter what you get like three tries in your contract, like basically yep. we'll give you three, three films at, at that for your, for your second one. And if you don't pick the first two, you have to do the third, meaning like we're going to give you a couple of options, but if you don't pick any of them, we're going to pick one for you. Mm, you know what okay, I mean? Yeah. So sometimes people get stuck in that where yeah. they have to do that next one under contract because they've already said no to the first options that they got and they're on their last option and they just have to do it now. Gotcha. So there's a lot of weird 
yeah. politics to why pe- and people world, end up man. in movies. Yeah, it's a funny world. But I I don't know about about that that side of it so far. I mean, I worked with Keanu Reeves. He was he probably had that kind of a a scenario. Yeah, he had before. that kind of pull. Definitely. I'm sure that yeah. he's had that type of scenario before. Yeah. Um, because he was he's so big. What yeah, was it like working with Keanu Reeves? Was he pretty cool? Yeah, I have a great story about it. You want? To yeah, I'd love. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah, we want to hear it. Yeah, of course. I think uh, I think I freaked out a couple of celebrities in my life, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> freaked out a couple of us too. So <laughs> not surprised. So I was 17 and I was working on Thumbsucker, and I was the lead character. It was like my first big role, and uh, it was huge for me. I was playing Justin Cobb in uh, in Thumbsucker with mm-hmm. Mike Mills directing and Keanu right. Reeves playing my orthodontist. Right, yeah. that's right. That was yeah. a great movie. Yeah. And Keanu um, came to the the area, where, the location that we were filming in, in Oregon, in Beaverton, Oregon, where, where people take a lot of prescription medication. Oh, just, really? Just saying. <laughs> it's definitely true. Um, and... So he, I knew where he was staying because we were all staying in the same apartment complexes. And somebody okay. had pointed me out his door. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Keanu's there. Keanu's <laughs> like in that room. You know, this is amazing. And because I'm, I'm, seven, right I'm 17 there. years yeah. old, I, at, at the uh, mall nearby, I had bought a, a posable action figure of Neo, you know, uh, dodging oh, bullets. <laughs> and so I, I had, I'm not going to lie, I had gotten a little tipsy the night before. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning for, uh, to go to rehearsal, not with Keanu at all, and, uh, or to go to set. Yeah, we were already filming at this point. And I was like dared by this friend of mine. I was like dared to put the action figure on his doorstep. <laughs> and I was like, you know something? That's that's funny. You know, like why not? Of course, that's hilarious. Like, why wouldn't I do that? That's hilarious. I'll pose it. That'll be amazing. And he'll look at it and be like, oh my god, it's Neo. It's me. Ha <laughs> ha. And then a day went by, and I heard nothing. And then two days went by, and I heard nothing. And I was like, I can't. You I just, just no sold it. I'm like, I don't understand. Did he not say anything, or did he not laugh, or what? And then the producer was talking. I overheard him talking on the phone. He's going, I don't know what we're gonna do. Keanu's freaking out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Somebody left an action figure of him on his doorstep. <laughs> Apparently, he thinks it means, you know, uh, I know who you are and I know where you live. Oh. <laughs> and I just I'm looking back and I had that moment the of accidental oh, do stalker. I tell them or do I not tell them yeah because this was your second movie that you did right? and I was so scared now <laughs> yeah I was so scared so I was like you know so I have to tell them I have to tell them. so I said Bob uh Bob Stevenson I I I left the action figure <laughs> of, of the he goes you gotta tell him. You gotta tell him. You gotta tell him right now. I'm, I gotta call. You gotta call him right now. He's freaking out. I, I think he's gonna leave. I was like, Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he's, he hands me the phone. He's like, Already got him on speed dial. Yeah. Hands me the phone, and I'm gonna be talking to Keanu Reeves. I'm like, Oh my god. Okay, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> not exactly the most comfortable way yeah, of like no, no, and and I have to say I'm sorry. So I say, uh, Hey, um, Keanu. <laughs> he goes, Oh hi. Uh, yeah. I said, um, this is Lou Pucci. Uh, I'm playing Justin in, in the movie. He goes, oh, right. Yeah, nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? I was like, oh, I'm good. I got to tell you something that is going to – I did a bad thing. I, and he goes, what? What is it? What's going on? I said, um, I, I 
left the action figure of you on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, no. Wow. Wow. I go, I'm so sorry. He goes, I was standing at the door with a shotgun. Because <laughs> I thought it was my crazy neighbor. <laughs> this guy's been freaking me out for days. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Keanu. But when you get to set, I'll uh, buy you a beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> or something. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> that's how I met Keanu. Oh, man. That's oh, awesome. Man. Yeah. And then he gets to set, and he's like a chain-smoking, most sweet dude I have ever met in my entire life. Super, super talented, but also, the, you know, he a, per, a lot of actors are like this, but some some of them are, because they're so sweet, they're kind of self-loathing. Like, yeah. he knows that people yeah. don't like his acting. He knows. But, but people <laughs> love knows. his acting. I mean, but, he's and done some, some people, incredible some roles. Do, some do, but people are really critical yeah. about his acting. Yeah, you know yeah. how people like to make fun of it, because they, they, yeah. they, they say he's one-dimensional. Well, and, and also... I am he's, an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, first of all, I think he's done amazing work that he that nobody else could have done. Yeah. I think John no, Wick 100%. is one of those things that I couldn't, I couldn't figure out another person who can skate that line between reality and, and fantasy yeah, yeah, as well as yeah. he can. That's why he's perfect in The Matrix. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's perfect in Point Break. That's why yeah. he makes the whole thing fun and funny. Yeah. But but people are really critical about when he's being like very realistic in a very realistic world, like mm-hmm. dramas and things like that. Yeah. And here he was in Thumbsucker doing yeah, he drama. Was very realistic. So he was very yeah. like, you know, oh God, is this going to be good for me or not? And he actually greenlit Thumbsucker. He's the reason that... Oh, really? Like, yeah, he's part of the reason that they've got to make the movie. You know, and that says a lot because, I mean, Tilda Swinton was in that, yeah. Vince Vaughn, Vincent D'Onofrio was Tilda in Tilda Swinton that. at the time, like, of course she was an artist and like people knew her as an art actress, but she right. wasn't as big as she is now. She wasn't in the, oh, yeah. the movies that she's been in in the last right. 10 years have right. really made her a household name yeah at the time she was known by like art you know actors and actresses and things like that right. but what's your favorite keanu role oh man i i know what mine is whoo that is hard as hell i don't even know come back to me what's, what's yours, yours anthony I, I mean i i it's it's hard not to be able to go with johnny utah from point break i mean yeah. he was just so good Right. Now that's my favorite Keanu movie. Mm. My favorite Keanu role? Yeah. Shane Falco. Oh, Shane Falco. Footsteps Shane Falco. Falco. Footsteps dude. Falco. He is amazing in that movie. Dude, so the replacements is is just one of those all-time good feel-good movies yeah. that all-time it's, it's it's one of those things he that is. like you know, when it comes on TV, no matter where it is in the movie, I'm gonna you watch have, it yeah, you have to end. sit down and watch it. He's yeah. perfect playing this guy that is both charming and kind of broken. Yep. Yeah, 100%. in a weird way, somehow broken but positive. Somehow, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, I, I see. I, I got to be boring about it and say the Matrix because I don't think that there's another person who could have played that role. Yeah, I yeah. agree. With so you. I think it was Definitely just not. him that could have done that. I really don't think anybody else could have done that. Yeah, not as I well. Agree. Not as well. Yeah, he was perfect for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's um, he's had some pretty iconic roles, you know. But uh, again, like you, like you said, uh, a lot of the times uh, the ones I don't like. Okay, River's Edge. Everybody loves River's Edge. It's a very it's an art film drama. Yeah, no, not, yeah. You know, like yeah. what, who, all the so many people are in that movie. Dennis Hopper is in that movie. Yeah, that was um, not for Crispin me. Glover is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Who is ridiculous in that movie? He's ridiculous in everything. He yeah, does. he is. He's amazing. I love him. But uh, also. I liked Dracula, but his accent 
A little rough. His ac- <laughs> yeah. Brit- British accent, not good on Kyun. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, Monica Bellucci, who uh, that was my first experience shout with Monica out. Bellucci. She uh, give her she two shouts scene. out. She has that yeah. that scene One where uh, Keanu is sitting in the bed, and she like she's like the evil vampire that like, comes so up from the hot. end of the bed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I was like, hot. I think I was like twelve or thirteen when oh, that yeah. movie came out. You know, it was like one of my first boy girl experiences. Yeah, I loved her and her favorite. I loved her in uh, Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah, oh, Shoot 'Em Up is shoot amazing. Up, yeah. That's the scene, the scene yeah. where her and Clive Owen are, are fucking, and he's yeah. shooting people. Yeah. While he's still, <laughs> or how about how about her in um, in that French movie La Pacte de Lupes, Brotherhood of the Wolf? Oh, yeah, Brotherhood of the Wolf. She was incredible oh, in Brotherhood of the Wolf. That. Where I she plays, seen that. you've she never plays... seen the Brotherhood of the Wolf? No, I gotta see oh, it. I, I know, I missed that yeah. one. Definitely a must see. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like a top ten for yeah, me. Yeah, so really, really good. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark yeah. DeCascos was in it, and he was just oh. yeah, he was. He was Mark DeCascos. It was great. He had like two lines in the whole movie, but he just, yeah, he plays he a kicked Native all American. Of the asses and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was such a great it's really movie. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, but uh, she plays an Italian. Uh, I, I guess you couldn't. I don't want to use the term uh, prostitute or hooker, but because uh, <laughs> she seems well, well she ends it up seemed, being like it a seems spy. so high class. Yeah, like it was like this, you know, brothel house, and she's like this high class, like Italian. Like you get introduced to her, right? Because she's like putting out cards, almost like tarot cards, right? And like, uh, and she just seems like so sophisticated and elegant and like incredible. And she just plays this role where she's like this deadly like female viper kind of character yeah. right where she, she just, ends like, up being like assassin. an assassin yeah like, she, she ends up being like, like a one of the last agent. scenes in the movie is she pulls out like a katana style fan <laughs> yeah. and just like cuts this chick's throat <laughs> yeah like it's, it's amazing like Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah. right? she it sounds like her. my type of film dude, dude it's, it's so it's great good. definitely it's really good. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely encourage and so, it's that. also got uh, oh who was the other actor the main villain what's his name Vincent Castle oh yeah Vincent Castle yeah he's like the main villain it's so good he was in he was in Ocean's 13 he was also the bad guy in Ocean's 13. Um, oh. Andy Garcia is 12, right? He's the bad guy in 12. Yeah, he's the bad guy yeah, in 12. In 12. Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. No, he's the bad guy in 11. No, yeah, 11. Uh, 11. Yeah, the bad guy in 12 is... Is that the one with Al Pacino? Or is that no, 13? 13 was Al Pacino as right. well. Yeah, yeah, Vincent Castle was in uh, twelve. Was in thirteen with with Dragon. Yeah, I can't remember. we'll yeah. figure it out. And, and and then they numbered them backwards with Ocean's Eight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was, Ocean's Eight sucked. I'm sorry. It's not, I didn't even see it. It's not I, good. I no, it. it's not good. It's not. It's no. not good for for women either. No. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No. It's not. It's like it's almost an anti-feminist movie. Is it really? It, it feel it. It just feels like so so bad. Yeah. So badly written I didn't for see for, it. for women, yeah. like like that basically, like almost like it was an afterthought to have yeah, women in the exactly. roles. Exactly, like they took male roles and just stuck women in there. Like what I feel they did was they they had a good heist movie, and right. then they were like, "This would be perfect if we put all women in it, and we just change a couple of things, and and we make this for Oceans." Right, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. And we just have part this part of the franchise of Oceans. Because wasn't she wasn't Sandra Bullock supposed to be like his sister? Sandra Bullock is always good. At everything but i'll tell you the yeah. truth she was not good in this yeah she's like I, she's not that great in this yeah i think she's supposed to be, a, supposed sister. To be a sister right yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. that like like when I, when I saw that that was for me I, I didn't even see the trailer i was just reading about it and it said that she was his sister and that for me i was like I, i'm already done because it's like the to, reason to, to connect it like that for yeah. no reason i was like oh the, right. the brother and sister both just happened to be right. master criminals like right. and and she, the reason that I, f- I found her not to be good was because I, I think Sandra Bullock is great when she's playing really fun character parts and for some reason she was trying to play a dry badass yeah. in this and it just doesn't work yeah, yeah. 
Not a, not a yeah, because like she's the she's the reason why Miss Congeniality is like a it's watchable. It's amazing. Movie. Oh, that's a, like, such yeah. a great movie. Sandra Bullock it's is one of my favorite actresses yeah. ever. Yeah, she really is. She yeah. is really great. Yeah, I haven't seen Bird Box yet. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, it. I actually I saw it. She's incredible yeah. in it. Yeah, if you haven't seen Don't it. Don't you have the internet? It's like yeah, the only meme going right now. <laughs> it is the biggest <laughs> meme going. I haven't yeah, seen 45 million, yet. 45 million plus saw it in the first week on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. My brother Zach you know, didn't like it. From 22 He said, he said it was Netflix a lot like accounts. a quiet place. Did you guys see <laughs> yes, a quiet place? Yes, it is. It is exactly right. like it's very similar to I a quiet place, except you can't see instead of... Can I tell you a funny story about a quiet place? You'll appreciate this. So you know I play in that Rotten Tomatoes fantasy league, right? Yes. You know, where you draft movies and you go based on the average Rotten Tomatoes score and that's how you score oh, yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. So I dra- I had I watched I saw it when we were drafting last year at the beginning like this time last year. I saw the trailer for A Quiet Place and I thought to myself I was like not only does this movie look really cool I was like but high concept horror is really fashionable right now with movies like Get Out you know and mm, it yeah. like, doing so well yep. with critics. Yeah we so talk I, about it all the time yeah. on the show. So I picked that movie uh, as, as one of my draft uh, choices and everybody in the league was just shitting on me. This is a stupid movie with the guy from the office. Like it looks terrible. They can't speak though. It's good. Oh, terrible prick. Terrible prick. You know, you know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety-eight. Yeah, this is the part of the show where Matt has to validate himself. That's a hundred percent. Happens every show, baby. <laughs> happens every show. Lou, it's also known as the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you were right, Matt. You were right. You were right. You were right. I'm going to tell you what we tell all of our listeners. Everyone's entitled to your opinion, even if your opinion is wrong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if it differs from Matt's, then it's wrong. <laughs> then it's wrong. <laughs> so, Lou, you've you've played a lot of different roles in your, uh, your career. You know, everything from... Um, uh, you know, young struggling kids to uh, an almost o- every time I was a young struggling kid, I was almost always selling drugs. Yeah, you almost. I don't know, I don't know why. Was. Yeah, fifty pounds. Chump, chump shrubber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It happened. It happened a lot. Um, what was the most fun? Like, what was the role that you had the most fun just being a part of in terms of like the crew, the director? It was just like like a really enjoyable experience for you. You know what's weird? I think every, I don't know if this is a crappy answer, but every single time it has gotten more fun. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe because I'm having more fun or because I'm more comfortable with like yeah. playing this roles. Is, this is not the, like the Tonight Show. You can give us a real answer. No, I know. I know. <laughs> no, but what, what I'm leading up to, shut up, guys. Shut, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just stop. No, but, but you, you know what I'm you talking about. You love to hear that your own like, fucking voice. That sounded like this such a This is why we have a podcast. <laughs> that sounded like such a, like a, with Johnny no, Carson. All right. Well, Johnny, let me tell you, every okay, time I do it, it gets more fun. Would you just let him answer, okay, please, you, you fucking dork. pricks. Okay, here we go. All right, here's the fucking answer. All right, no, because I had so much fun doing this role as a rapper. Like, right. so much fun. Right. And that's the last thing I did. Yeah. Right. So... That's why I, I'm like, I wonder if, you know, I'm just having more fun doing this. Because yeah. be, I would say before that, uh, Evil Dead. Okay. Evil Dead, yeah. not only because, oh my God, it was one of my favorite childhood, you know, or at least adolescent, you yeah. know, teenager films yeah, I mean, that I found. Yeah. yeah. When I watched that movie, it affected me. And I was like, this is the coolest, funniest, ridiculous cult thing ever. And yeah. then watching the second one in the Army of Darkness, putting them all together. I remember having Jackie... 
Mazza over at my house, and I made her watch all three of them while we were sick. When, yeah, yeah, like that. And uh, I think the first time I saw him was in a basement when I was wasted somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Alan Veteran's basement. Yeah, I prob- I that's probably true. Actually, I think that was. sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, being in that world, like being shot into that world, where all of a sudden I was with the actual cabin, and the cabin was made to spec to look pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was put into a world of my childhood. Yeah. So like that's yeah. the coolest, funniest, weirdest experience you could ever have is to feel like, oh my god, I kind of made it. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw this beautiful thing on the TV once when I was a kid, and now I'm <laughs> in it. You know? Yeah. And getting a chance to work alongside of Bruce Campbell. Oh my and, god. It was and Sam insane. Raimi and, well, and the ultimate fantasy. I wish I had gotten to like work alongside him more but but he was mostly just in the casting that's actually a pretty good story too because I walked I did okay so here's the casting for Evil Dead <laughs> casting for Evil, Evil Dead's casting was I did not want to go I was like I don't want to audition for this guys and they were like why it's Evil Dead I said exactly it's one of my childhood favorite films and they're gonna ruin it I'm sure of it mm. they ruin everything nowadays yeah. it was 2013 all that's those true. remakes were coming out yeah, that really they just, they just did really badly you know, yeah. and it hasn't they stopped. Had, no, and they had yeah, been, but the, been some ruining, of the remakes have been much better. They had been ruining a lot of things at the time. Yeah, so I was like, I don't want to audition for this. And then they said, please go in. I said, fine. If they're going to see people my age, fine. I'll go in. Yeah. So I go in. I do a shitty audition. But that <laughs> casting director, and this is just luck of the draw, that casting director who was awesome, she uh, had already put me in a movie before called Go Getter oh, when I was right. younger. Okay. Oh, yeah. So right. she convinced the director, she was like, I know this doesn't seem like a great audition, but have him back in. I bet you're going to really like him when he's in the room. So she brought me back in for a callback. And, well, at least they, they told me, hey, you have a callback. And I was like, really? After that shit I just put on film? That's insane. I can't believe they want me to get a, give me a callback. I was like, I don't even know if I want to go to that. And they said, well, Bruce Campbell's going to be in the room. I was like, oh... I'm going. <laughs> you mean I get to meet Bruce Campbell? Of course. Yeah. Yes, please. I'll do yeah. it just for that. Do it just so for the story. I maybe. still hadn't read the script. So I hadn't. <laughs> I hadn't so, That's such a typical actor I, answer. Oh I love that. I had this professional. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, even going to the second audition, I hadn't read the script because I, you know, like, you know how you rub a rabbit's foot or something? Like you get a little, you know. Uh, I, I don't know what do you call it when it's supernatural Juju? yeah yeah like like I, I felt like because I didn't read the script for the first audition I shouldn't read it for the second audition you know right. what I mean like why right. add something into it that I don't need to maybe the script sucks right. and then maybe I won't want to go I don't know like, so, <laughs> so anyway you should just riff the lines I didn't from, read like, it. From, from, from the second movie and the, like, exactly uh, so, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm talking to somebody in the audition room and I'm like I'm asking him questions like like it's a book report that I didn't study for <laughs> I'm like so, uh, so Natalie is that is that his sister? Is it Eric's sister? Or is that is I can't fr- figure out if it's a girl or just a girlfriend or what, like have they been together for long? I can't figure it out. Oh, but anyway, God. that's when they call me and they're like, "Lou, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna go meet Bruce Campbell." This is insane. And I walk into the room. And Bruce Campbell's standing, is st- sitting right across the room. He's so tall that he looks like he's standing when he's sitting. He's so yeah. tall. He's huge. Yeah. yeah and I tall, I man. walk in and he goes, "Hey, Lou." I said, yeah. He goes, don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. He goes, don't, don't be nervous. You got the part. We're not seeing anybody else for the role. You got it. 
<laughs> I go, are you fucking with me? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what a perfect way to start this. What a dick. And I said, you asshole. That's amazing. <laughs> you asshole. And that's how we started the audition. But it's and nice. I mean, it's smart on his part because it kind of breaks the tension. And of he course knows, it was. Yeah, he knows totally. what it's like well, to be you know, a young actor. What it did was, struggling it, and trying I think to it kind of... broke the tension for me. Because yeah, like, I'm his type of, you know, I love his type of comedy. Mm-hmm. I also, I went to an audition one time. Apparently, <laughs> this, class, this casting director was hilarious. He goes, because um, you guys remember Ford Fairlane? So. Uh, what is yeah. that? Oh, wait. Was that yeah. Is that the right one? Is Ford Bruce, Bruce Campbell? Yeah, isn't that a no, it, I think car? that's Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mo- oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, that, no, no, no. I think that's, that's the Dice Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is. Anyway, I, 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 fuck that story. <laughs> fuck it. It doesn't matter. Then. No. Screw it. Swing it a miss. Swing it a miss. No, I, you know, it, it's funny. You know, I, I had the, uh, the the privilege to actually come down to the premiere at Sundance or at um, South by Southwest for Evil Dead and got a chance to oh, hang yeah. out w- with you and the cast and everything. And, and you got to meet Bruce. <laughs> and I got a chance to meet Bruce. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it, was, it was an incredible time. But just the dichotomy between the cast members that was there. I mean, we, we all went, you know, after the premiere. To karaoke? You know, yeah, at three oh, yeah. o'clock in the morning, oh, buying yeah. beer out of the back of a taxi. <laughs> Cab, three o'clock in the morning going to yes. sing karaoke and we sang everybody was there oh yeah right like the cast was very very tightly knit and they were yeah. all like really really cool and so yeah jane levy was one of the best yeah. actresses i i worked with i have to tell you oh, she truth. was great and she was only 20 or something. so chill she wore overalls yeah. remember that yeah. she wore jane overalls shit. just zero fucks yeah. just yeah. gave and zero fucks truth. and that was like it was so endearing because yeah. like she it's was the, the star of the movie right or one of the stars of the movie she was the, she was really the star yeah. of the movie because yeah. you know she lives yeah but uh she <laughs> not to spoil it that's how you de- that's how you determine well, who i mean the star you die twice so who's the real star yeah that's true yeah um, no, but what's also interesting about that story is that nobody else on that movie who was playing any of the other roles uh, cared about yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah. Like, none of them knew it as a childhood thing. Uh, Shiloh thought that, oh, this here's another crappy horror movie that like, yeah. I'm going to be a part of for, you know, just to do it so I can get, like, you know, more recognition and everything. But I'm, tell- I'm trying to tell them the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are in yeah. one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. And you have the director and the original actor as producers. Yeah. So this thing is, and they're using most of the millions of dollars that they have for this film for practical effects, which which is such a smart idea. And I don't know who thought of it or what. Bruce Campbell was so involved that he was actually taking uh, in the ADR sessions, which is the audio sessions afterward in Mm -hmm. post-production after when they're editing the film, they're usually like getting our voices to dub over things and, you know, getting cleaner audio. I saw that Bruce Campbell was actually taking, he was in a room by himself, taking, uh, isolating sounds from the original Evil Dead in order to put them into the That's new Evil cool. Dead. That's cool. And he so was awesome. doing that himself. Yeah, that's so cool. Because cool. that's what he cared about. He cares that much. So yeah. that, that was cool. The movie was awesome. You know, and, and touching on that, I mean, it was for two weeks the number one movie in America, yeah. right? You know, yeah. it came out, yeah, and I think cool. um, it made $97 million worldwide, you know? Yeah. Um, what was it? What was that like? Like being in, in, like just being in a movie that was the number one movie in America, and you was, had you know one of the leading roles. Yeah, that was the biggest thing that I'd ever done. That was really yeah. cool. I just i I want to do more of that. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some more. Uh, Give me some more. I, there, I remember the big poster was up in Times Square. Yep, sure that was. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember walking I, I, by it. And in uh, Hollywood and Highland in Los Angeles, where like all the big posters are. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of epic. I had I couldn't believe that I was going to be a part of that. I do remember one part, though. I was like, everything's going to change after this. I'm going to have so many parts. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, don't read from the book, man. It's your yeah, own yeah. fault. That's the problem. They yeah. all know that you read, read from the Necronomicon. The, you read from the yeah. Necronomicon. That's you know? too. God damn it. That is so true. I'm glad you talked about the special effects, though, because we always talk about this, too, how, like, it's so... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, CGI nowadays has become more or less the cheaper alternative to practical effects in most oh, cases, yeah. right? I mean, it's so much more cheaper. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. But... <laughs> How uh, have you been in a situation, or how, how does a director look at CGI, and in the cases where they know it's not as good as a practical effect, like is it, is it does it really just come down to money? Uh, I th- think it it comes down to fighting certain battles. Yeah. I think I pick think a lot battles, of times yeah. it ends up being pick your battles because like it becomes like I need this scene to look awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So for the rest of it, if that's what you need to do money wise, then I guess that's what's gonna happen, you know. But then there's all there's a there's so many things that go into it. Sometimes like I think uh I think that Tim Burton's eyes have gone. Mm. I think I think he can't <laughs> see anymore. <laughs> because because to to take you know, uh, Willy Wonka and turn it into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is Ugh. fucking, it's a disaster and it's yeah. grotesque. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. It's, it's grotesque. It I think it's disgusting. So yeah, I didn't and, like the and, Alice but, in Wonderland But I mean, the, even either. the way it started, just to really isolate the incident, it's like right when it starts, there's a, it's a factory making making chocolate. Yeah. yeah. But it's all CGI. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. So it doesn't even really feel like you're, it's not even like, you know when you wa- used to watch Mr. Rogers and he yeah. used to show you how like something's made and that's yeah. interesting because you're watching all these real machines like yeah. right. cut things and like even the beginning even to, and Tim Burton used to do it I know like even in Edward he Scissorhands he was a master of practical that's how effects. Edward Scissorhands starts yep. yeah. is like yeah. a practical machine that yeah. is cutting cookies out of a yeah. thing yep. you know all yep. that that's shit in the first cool. two Batman movies it's so practical yeah. I just don't real. think that he realizes that there is a difference for people who have good eyes. I don't think a lot of directors realize that nowadays. Like, like we were just talking about it before about Aquaman. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a scene at the beginning of Aquaman where um, the his father is standing um, at the base of a lighthouse and in the background you see the lighthouse and, and, the, and the greenery, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, I, I have no idea how much it costs to film on location and things like that. Sure. But it's so painfully obvious that he's not even standing on, like they didn't even build the deck for him to stand on and green screen the rest in the back. He's wow. standing on a green screen, and there's a green screen behind him. And it's yeah, I mean, so it's just so blatant. painfully yeah. obvious. Really? Yeah, yes. it's, it's really it's not good. It's in the first five minutes really of the movie. Good. That's insane. Like, and, yeah. like, I think 90% of the movie is just literally all just... Yeah. It's like, just is there all, a fucking lighthouse screen. shortage? Yeah, like, it's like, just all green screen. Like, I, I get I get the green screen scenes for Atlantis, oh right? But, like, literally everything else is green screen. And, like, and well, I mean, even nuts. Jason Momoa yeah. is, like, his, like, 
outfit, his suit, his whole body is all CGI. So it's oh like it's almost like they superimposed his head onto a CGI <laughs> body. He goes, "What the fuck is superimposed?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that fucking old man. He was probably drunk that entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking whiz that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck is superimposed? Oh my god, I love. Are we breaking out Adam Sandler references yeah. right now? Holy Yo, shit. which speaking of which, I don't know if you guys have seen his special on Netflix, which is it's, I did. Uh, I love one hundred percent fresh. Oh, I haven't I really, watched it yet. Dude, I thought it was, was good. Funny. Dude, it's really funny, and he does this absolutely tear jerking um, uh, tribute oh, to Chris Farley, and it's oh, just I, I mean it's that. absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so it's really sad, but it's really really. But well it's good. Done. I mean, it's it was smart. so good, and you could just see that it was you know a tribute, you know, one friend to another. He just, I thought it was you know, beautiful how they made the whole thing because it's really just his stand up for most of it, but then but at it's the not end, it's not one stand up because you know. he wants it to be one hundred percent fresh. So it's it's just literally like <laughs> one joke from each stand up that he did. Exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah. okay. Let me take the best joke that yeah. I did from each of these stand ups. But I would I would definitely rather watch that. You know what I mean? Me then, too. It was great. I one, loved it. I, I wanted his movies. Show that, no, well, yeah. yeah. You know, like the cobbler. Uh, yeah. I, did not, I didn't oh, see the cobbler. And Walk I didn't in his see... shoes. <laughs> He'll have a magical good, experience. He hasn't made a good movie in. I. I mean, I, I'm Big not going to say, like, gonna say was, he hasn't yeah. made good movies. I'm just going to say they're not for my demographic anymore. They're for kids. Yeah. He had yeah, kids. No, totally. He did the thing that most. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Do. Eddie Murphy did get, the same thing. If, if yeah. they get rich, they yeah. usually have a family. They usually have kids, and then they start making movies for kids. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's all they care about, and so good, good for them. I guess. And there's like, and, and if you take like, cause I've seen a lot of those movies. If you take like little pockets of each of those movies, yeah, you can cobble it into one good movie. Is that a there cobbler like reference? Some, oh, yeah, <laughs> the cobbler. Look what you did there. Walk in his shoes. Because there's definitely a couple of like <laughs> a magical experience. <laughs> It's, uh, it yeah, it does not exactly sound like a an absolutely edge of your seat thriller no. film that you want to go and no. see. No, but I still really respect him. I think that he yeah. makes oh, yeah. sweet movies, and yeah. I feel like they're always very sentimental. Like they were somehow touched him, touched yeah. his heart. Yeah. Like they, like he cared about it. And it's a shame because they touched so... his wallet. Yeah, they should. Well, that's uh, that's one hundred percent. But I mean, he's such an incredibly talented actor, musician, he, a comedian. Like he's so incredibly talented, and it's just he like influenced my whole childhood. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like, I CDs. actually owned. Incredible. I actually yeah. owned the CDs. I used to listen to them with Ben all the time. Like yeah. it was all we listened to for like six months. Like it's yeah. great. I mean, we used to quote it, you know, and laugh. Piece of shit car. Yeah, the goat. Yeah. Yeah. The goat. Oh, uh, goat. The was, hypnotist. You know. The hypnotist. Yeah. 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 They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. We're all gonna laugh at that. That was yeah. one of my favorite bits. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's incredible. He did such good stuff. Was there anything that you've worked on that you felt was like a letdown? Like you were really excited to work on it? Because Leo, listen, listen, we're not gonna pull punches here. Um, oh yeah, it's not I like it's not you. like it's not like you've I, worked I'll... on amazing movies for your entirety of your career. Everybody's got a stinker or two. Don't <laughs> uh, don't talk uh, to me like you don't just got so, some stinkers. So in our your audience life. knows, and they have something recent that they can go see you in. Go see AXL. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you seen it? Have you no. seen it? Okay, so, I haven't seen it. So yet. I don't I don't know if no. that's a stinker. That could be a great movie. No, it's about so, a robot dog. Everyone no. go see that movie. Yeah, talk about CGI like crap. Robot just dog. No. Garbage. No, actually, most of it, so much of it is practical. Really? I know, I know that Except sounds for the crazy. Ro- the robot dog is no, practical. No, the robot dog is practical. It had five puffeteers. 
Five no, puppeteers the here. whole really? yeah, Wait, yeah. so the dog is not CGI. It's a puppeteer Half the movie, dog. he's CGI. Half right. the movie is practical. Whenever they could. Oh, that's basically really surprising. They actually tried. They really, really tried. And I haven't that's seen surprising. it yet, and that's funny, but <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I almost watched it on the airplane on the way so here, but I did. didn't. <laughs> I went to sleep. <laughs> you decided to sleep instead of watching <laughs> Look, your own movie. <laughs> I don't want to put that movie down. It might be really good. I'm not sure. Wait, was it one of the movies they offered so. on the airplane? Thanks. Was it one of the it offered. was. It was oh offered on the God. airplane, definitely. Wait, so do you think that, before we talk about your letdowns, do you think our listeners <laughs> have caught on to the fact that we didn't actually meet Lou when he was researching a homeless person role that we've <laughs> actually been pretty friends sure. with him yeah, for sure. a very long time. Oh, I got stories about these two. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to ask me some no, stories. No, it's not about us. I got about you. great This is about your stories. It's not about your bachelor party, man. Oh, oh shit. Toronto's a heck of a place, yeah. man. Toronto's one heck of a town, man, let me tell you. Anthony was his best man. Oh, I decided to, uh, to you know, put it, put it, put it together. We took a, a bus up to which Lou you drove I drove, drove the bus, the bus <laughs> drove the bus Great. up to oh uh, Toronto with from the hat Jersey. you had the driver's yeah, hat had the driver's on. hat the driver's Man. cap yeah, that was that was a good time. We should probably get out of this uh, line of talking, though. Yeah, right? probably, probably. I'm sorry I brought it up. No, there. we can we can talk about it. <laughs> Just so you know, going back to uh, actual movies, uh, AXL has a whopping 25 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Just so you know. boy! <laughs> but to be fair, to but be an fair, audience score of 61 percent. And to, yeah, and, and to be fair, yeah. the one thing we always say here at Ready Set Review is uh, critics can go fuck yourselves yeah, because go form your own opinion, go see yeah. the movie yourself. Because yeah. sometimes critics are right. Yeah, most of the time they're not. Yeah, go check it out. You know. I if mean, you have any again, interest in seeing a giant robot dog and Lou playing a weird scientist, you know the demographic. <laughs> the demographic is uh, is is definitely like teenagers. It's yeah. like thirteen yeah. year olds. Okay. you know, like that's the it's almost like tweens. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like people, kids riding dirt bikes and mm. shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. It's funny stuff. But it's actually it's a cool movie. I that this the story of the movie sounded cool to me. It's just you know Wait, when what they, was the story. Is it like a RoboCop thing, just with a dog? It's, it's, or it's no. that we're we're making robots now, but but uh, we have the technology to make robots that can help uh, our army people, you know, right. like oh, our, our military. And yeah. so, like, we're gonna make this this man's best friend type of uh, robot that can, you know, that is also armed to the teeth. Right. And yeah, uh, AXL is um, it stands for Advanced, uh, or excuse me, Attack Exploration Logistics. What, so what, it's what part of that references AI. dog? It's it's AI, uh, but exploration. The whole I, the whole idea of the AI, which is kind of an interesting concept, is that it like it, uh, not it mates, but it combines with a person. So basically, when it like finds the person, Did you get fucked by a robot. Dog? No, I know. When it when, no, no, fu- no robot fucking. <laughs> yet, yet, yet. 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 Not there's anything wrong with that. Not yeah. yet. Um, no, that that it gives you like this little chip when it becomes your friend, and it's like, oh, I will now protect you forever. So it's supposed to be like this, you know. It's supposed to like find a partner and then become its human's best friend, mm-hmm. like it's 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 protector. So mm-hmm. it's a slave movie, kinda. Yeah, okay. it's. I mean, it's this robot slave. That's the subtle. Yeah. I still can't get past the fact that AXL stands. There's no dog in there. What is that? Logistics. Yeah. Co- a- exploration. A- logistics. AXD. Uh, a- active, attack, or attack, or attack. Attack. Exploration. Logistics. You know dog. what? It was actually called Mile. At first, when I got the script, M I L E S, and that that's isn't that a, that's not a different movie. No, it was called Miles, and Miles was the short film that Oliver made 
um, before making AXL. Right, yeah, okay, because that's on his IMDb. It's like his pitch, I think, led to them making the feature. Right. Right. So Miles was actually what the original title of AXL was. Okay. And Miles stood for something that was like military, intelligence, like logistics, whatever. Gotcha. I still don't think dog is in there anywhere. I was going to say, it should be like (laughs) MBAD, man's best attack. Dog. <laughs> no, no, this, this is interesting because this was, you know, kind of going back to what we had uh, first started talking about. This seemed like a little bit of a bigger budget movie. It seemed like there's some yeah. CGI budget there. There's some there's some budget to actually make this thing. Right. But uh, Oliver Daly had never done anything else. He had only done this one he had short. Done that one short. And right. then that was it. Exactly. Right. right. So, but, you know, this, but like, how does that happen? What's like, amazing, though, is they really actually did give him pretty, pretty intense creative control over this because it was his baby. I mean, like, you know, in the end, after he filmed everything, and even during, I'm sure that they were on his ass the entire time. I, in fact, right. remember that, that that was like a thing that was going on was like, you know, they, you know, Money people are always pissed at how long you're taking. That's mm-hmm. why Deadwood didn't, yeah. didn't keep, you know, being a show because right. like the guy was right. trying to make yeah. a good show, right? And he was taking yeah. long. And now HBO puts millions into Game of Thrones. You know what yep. I mean? And they don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. But Deadwood went away. You know, yeah. what I mean? yeah. because at the time they yeah. weren't putting that money that money toward it. Right. So you know, it's just the money people being on the director's back most of the time. And then like if they get pissed off enough at you, they start like limiting you and saying like, "Hey, you're done by the end of this, and if you don't finish that scene by then, then." It's, that's how, the way the scene's going to end because yeah. they don't care about the end product. No, they're they still going to sell money. it to kids, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, look at look at Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman has made you know over five hundred million dollars I mean. already. Is the green it's, it's a garbage Aquaman? movie. It's an because absolute garbage gonna movie. Everybody's going to see it every anyway. You know, it was everybody's fun. It's a fun like you know exciting action film. But like in terms of like the directing, the acting, the soundtrack, <laughs> the, the, the cinematography, it's really oh my God. it's not good. It's no, just it's not amazing good. how but it's how... made a buttload of money. Of course. So and, like, and it so then, what? I mean, def- not what always, defines what defines a good movie? Spectacle. Quote unquote. The, yeah. Nowadays, only yeah. spectacle. Spectacle. That's it. It's yeah. a, it just has to be uh, big explosions and you know hot actresses and huge people. Well, now that's interesting, right? Because take take a look at mortal. Well, and maybe that's the problem, right? Because uh, take a look at Mortal Engines, right? The idea behind that Ugh. movie that was I didn't see that. So Mortal Ugh. Engines was um, uh, produced. Matt by, does not like it by Peter Jackson. So the idea, the fair, concept. I have, to be fair, I haven't seen it. Either. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. But, but yeah, I've just heard about the it. Concept. But Mortal, mortal Engines. Yeah. So it was a um, a movie that was produced by Peter Jackson, right? Okay. And it's about it's based off of a book series and it's about cities in the future post-apocalyptic right cities can we, can we just real become quick though? tanks produced not directed yeah by, not directed uh, produced. and this is a very produced. clear this is a very yeah, clear example of just slapping the producer credit on this yeah. because i refuse just to, to believe be able that to peter say, jackson like, oh, really peter had jackson. anything to do yeah. with this interesting movie. yeah although i don't know man have you ever seen bad taste he's done some bad movies before he has <laughs> but he's he's also done a lot of really good movies anyway continue with the yeah the premise anyway of this so movie. the movie is it's like it's, it's like it's like cities that are um uh, are essentially tanks and they eat other cities. What? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's this big budget, like high effect, like film, at least that's from what the trailer made it look like. Right. Right. And from the early reports, it, it is set to make, like, just, lose a hundred million dollars. It just looks oh, so yeah. hilarious. Like even yeah. in the trailer, because like they, the trailer, they, they tried to, 
uh, show you the scope of these things, and they try to they make it show you that it legitimately is a, a full blown city. So these spectacle on movies, wheels. I really feel like the, that's the reason they fail. Is that yeah. just like we've talked about it's many too times? Much of a spectacle. How mm. the spectacle combined with the storytelling that has to make it a world ending disaster in the end of every single yep. Marvel yeah. fucking film or something. Yeah, or not DC. every single one. DC. Yeah. Not not like, not everyone. Yeah. I'm just saying like most. Right, most yeah. you know superhero films end now with a world-ending disaster or something, yeah. and it really just becomes so old. Mm-hmm. You know, like a movie that I loved, a little movie that's just kind of like, oh man, it's just so it, it's so twisted, but it's actiony, uh, it's dark, and, and it's isolated. Is you got like uh, dread. Dread, you know? yeah, like dread, yeah, the oh, new, the, the, the new dread. dread. So yeah, that's a, that, yeah. that's a cool yeah. way to make a movie. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. That's a cool way to make a mm-hmm. movie, and and it's in one location. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. all the things that you would want in a movie. Yeah. I even saw mm-hmm. a movie called Rover recently. It's like uh, mm-hmm. it's it's Robert Pattinson and mm-hmm. uh, wow. Guy Pierce. Oh, I heard that movie oh, was really yeah. good. Very yeah. good. Yeah, very good. It's not a superhero mm-hmm. movie. I'm just saying right. Yeah, I heard it was good. Came to mind. That's like a really dark kind of desert movie. I I just like those. Whenever you make the location kind of like a character in the film, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it just makes the film so much better. Oh, totally. And yeah, Robert Pattinson. You can't Pattinson do that though. Yeah. You can't do that when it's the whole world and the world is ending. Exactly. When, there, when there's a world yeah. ending disaster, the, the, you have no environment that yeah. is a character. We've always said yeah. before that the big world ending disasters, like they're they're good. In the the team up movies, like in all the Avengers movies, yeah, the Avengers, good to have world right. ending things. But yeah. if it's not a team up movie, it should ju- it should be specific to that right. character. And that's why Logan was so good. yeah, like Logan Lo- yeah, was great, exactly. Spider Man was great, yeah. like that. The, the Homecoming, Spider Man Homecoming was yeah. great. It was incredible. You know, yeah. yeah, all the Thor movies were great, like that. I like, loved you know. Thor movies. Oh, I, I, dude, I Ragnarok was in, was every amazing. single Dark, Thor movie. Dark World was yeah, because that yeah. well that because that had that you world mean, is that ending. The second one, yeah, it's the second one. The second one was not. My favorite one of the, the three. second one but had a yeah. really great yeah. character arc for Loki and like a yeah. really great uh, like explaining their relationship. Oh yeah, right. but the rest of it was garbage. But yeah, the third one, Ragnarok yeah. was amazing. Third one was incredible. Yeah, that was yeah. like well mind blowingly yeah. funny. It was yeah. hilarious and you know? such good visuals. Like yeah. that was good spectacle and enough fan service. Like it, yep. you know, they gave us the you know as much as we're ever going to get of Planet Hulk right into right, exactly. the into a movie. Just the right, right amount. You know, of fan it was service. some great fan service there and just the dichotomy between. Um, um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark and, Ruffalo was so, yeah. made to play the Hulk. He's like the perfect Hulk, and anybody who else who played the Hulk, it just sucks. Yes. Yeah, Ed, I mean, Ed Norton. Just saying. Eric Banner, though, is a good actor. He just was not. Like, I... Ang Lee's, Ang Lee's Hulk, Hulk was not. <laughs> I don't know about Eric Banner. I don't know. I would say he's a good I saw, actor. I mean, actor. you know, you can't. can't, uh, can't okay, really here's go the thing. With it, I didn't see Munich. I loved him in Troy. I loved him in Troy. I heard him was great as Hector. In Troy, he's terrible. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding? First of all, Troy kidding? is terrible. I love that movie. You're crazy. That was a great what? movie. Thank you, Luke. Troy Fuck is you. terrible, Troy is awful. Anthony. You should be ashamed of yourself. Absolutely not. The fight scenes are incredible. The The movie is awesome. Dude, having, having like Brad Pitt right as Achilles now. is in, he's, he's so even, awesome. Talk I, about how directors get old and can't see anymore. I think Ridley Scott, that was a toughie. For for because yeah. wasn't that wait 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 no. that wasn't no, wait that Troy was wasn't Wolf, who was that Wolf? Go to the, go to the big board. But while he's yeah. while he's researching it, Lou, would you like to be my new podcast? Wait, Wolf, Wolfgang Peterson. Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah, yeah, because Wolfgang I can't Peterson. do a podcast right. with someone that likes Troy. <laughs> so I, I'm in the market for That's a new true, co-host. Yeah. Like. I'm, in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, he did. Um, he did Air Force One. He did. Um, he did Outbreak. He did Enemy Mine. I know. He did amazing. That's what I mean. Amazing movies. And then Troy. 
Troy. <laughs> Troy was so bad. Troy was uh, Troy yeah, whatever. Is a piece was, that so was a piece of Yo, you're crazy. Hot is fucking garbage. garbage. Yeah, I'm with you, Lou. Oh, whatever. God. You're no longer welcome <laughs> yeah. on our podcast. I I don't think that Brad Pitt was bad in it. I don't. He was great. He was, he was good. Know, I just thought that the movie was made kind of like not a very good story. And you asked like, about not that the I mean, yeah, I mean obviously the story. The story. Is the oh alien, yeah, come on. But I mean, like he. I just don't think they presented it well. Mm. I don't no, think they did a good. They did. They didn't do a lot. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, even if. They're wrong. Oh. So, congratulations, Lou. Wasn't wasn't Agamemnon Brian Cox? Yes, he was. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. And he that's... had that great. He just had so many iconic scenes. Yeah. Hear me, yeah. Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a movie of, of that type that is like perfect. Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. Gladiator. Yes. Yeah, like that's Gladiator. A, that's yes. a perfect version yeah. of that type of, of yeah. movie. That would be sick. I would yeah. watch. 10. Well, cause, yeah, because the yeah. the problem the problem with Troy was they just ignored the source material because the Odyssey. That's what I mean. It was all about like they, they took a movie. They took, they took a story. What's the Iliad? That was I'm sorry, the Iliad, right? Yeah, the Iliad. They, they took a story that was not about the action and made it an action movie. Right. Yeah. Like so, you just lose all of the character. Right. Exactly. Like that's, that's what why, happened. Yeah. Is they turned it into a spectacle movie. Yeah. Like right. the, the only character they even I think semi got right was they. Made Made, uh, not Paris, but the younger brother, when that Orlando Bloom. Played. Yeah, that is Paris. Oh, that is Paris. Yeah, right. Paris. Yeah. They made him yeah. like a sniveling little bitch, and yeah. like that was the only character yeah. they got right. And it was, was kind of cool. I think that's just because Orlando Bloom can only play sniveling little bitches, though. Uh, Except for sure. when he plays Legolas. No, well, he Legolas was still kind but of. He didn't like have a to talk as Legolas. That's yeah. Also true. Yeah. He, which was amazing. He had to talk. You know. once or twice. Yeah. He had to talk something about being an elf or something. You know. I killed twelve. He has that punchable face. You know, it's just that that little. Like, like oh, that Justin Bieber squeeze. face. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Really like that face. <laughs> <laughs> no, a big shout out to uh, Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom. We Yay. appreciate you. We appreciate you in the, Thanks, the work man. you do. <laughs> Thanks, Orlando. <laughs> um, uh, can we make fun of people for a second? You can make of fun of whoever you, you want. This I, is, you know, I absolutely hate I mean, we have thousands Orlando and thousands Orlando Bloom's of... acting. <laughs> I hate Shia LaBeouf. Not because of his acting. Some of his acting is really good. Uh, but I just think he's a dick. Okay. And then uh, who else we got? What else we got? Who do we got in here? Uh, I don't know. Who do you hate? Everybody oh, else. I hate uh, oh. Hayden Christensen. He sucks. Oh hey, man. He sucks. The I only mean, thing I got... liked him in was Life as a House. That yeah, was a that was really movie. good. Yeah, it's yeah, a great movie. That but really everything good. else he did. Was so I'm glad you're not, talking not about good. this because I want to ask you a question. What? So in the you know in the age of social media where the majority of celebrities have some sort of social media presence. Of all the people that you've met in your travels through Hollywood, oh God, who would you say is the most like their like persona, you know, and who is just complete opposite? You know what I mean? Like, like, like when you look at a guy like The Rock, everybody thinks The Rock is just awesome. Like, you want to hang out with The Rock and have a beer and he really with him. is like right, from yeah. real life. Apparently, right? with The Rock, if you if you say, "Hey, Dwayne." Blah 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 blah. He'll be really nice to you, but if you say, "Hey, The Rock," he turns into The Rock. Yeah, like apparently that's it's awesome. Like, it's like that's a, awesome. It's like a split personality. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> that's the coolest thing like I've ever he'll, heard. He'll kind of be more arrogant and dickish and like yeah. kind of like. Rawr! That's yeah. the coolest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. I know it is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. kind of that's a good example, I would yeah. say. The but Rock. Have you, have you met him though? Yeah, yeah, on, on Southland Tales. Right. Yeah, yeah, you Southland Tales. Okay. Southland Tales. So, yeah. so The Rock is just like you would imagine him to be. Yes, he's he's both got the extremely sweet personality of like the sweetest person you ever met yeah um and he should you know he has more money than god he's like the the most he's rich. he's yeah. he's literally i think uh he came like i think forbes came out and he's like the most bankable celebrity yeah. he in had a he had a chef on the set 
who would come up to a him. A personal chef. A personal chef on the yeah. set who would come up to him every 50 minutes, I think it was, that he had to get a certain amount Oof. of food. Of, bro- of protein? Yeah. yeah. So every another eight minutes, pounds of cod. They would come up to him with like a big piece of sushi that was just like made perfectly for him and it's yeah. got all the little sauces on it and he just eats it and then goes on, with, on his, yeah. with his filming oh, man. so like every wow. 50 minutes the chef would come in and give him another little piece of something <laughs> what was it like because Southland Tales is a great movie to bring up right because you had a cool part in it right you well sh- we sh- were talking about movies we were disappointed in right well yeah. well, but you, we you know we kind of segue we kind of segue into yeah so I think this, was, this would have been my answer only, yeah. only because and not because I was disappointed in the film really more because so this this is my story with it. I met Richard Kelly, who right. Richard Kelly r- wrote and directed Donnie Darko. Right, which everybody is a great felt movie. absolutely like, yeah, incredible movie. movie. Everybody felt after yeah. Donnie Darko became like such a cult favorite, and it was so uh, snubbed mm-hmm. because it was around nine eleven. Right, like it yeah. just right. got it got a lot of things. Yeah, it didn't get the theatrical release with, with, until with way release. later. Yeah. But seventeen year olds took it and ran with it because they were just like it was part of their lives and yeah. it was so good. How yeah. does part one, of my life? How does one suck a fuck exactly? <laughs> and, and wasn't that um, <laughs> um, what? Wasn't that the the uh, acting debut? It was not Jake Gyllenhaal's debut. No, I know that. Was no. it Maggie Gyllenhaal's debut? No, it was what's his name's uh, debut. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> First Patrick Swayze <laughs> film, Donnie Darko. Nice, nice. Uh, Jenna Malone was in it. She yeah, was, Jenna, she was in Jenna Malone was in it. Uh, you know, hey, can we tell that story? <laughs> that's, that's a, What's that that's, story? That's a good story to tell, right? I don't know, I don't know that story. I don't know what story you're referring to. Uh, maybe you, Jenna Malone, in a taxi cab in New York City? I don't no. Know. no. I don't know if anything like that. No. Never heard of that one before? No, no, no nothing. Right? I don't know anything about no, that. No, actually, I think it was the... Uh, the deny, act- deny until you die. I think it was the acting debut of uh, Seth Rogen. What? Yeah, Seth Rogen. Oh, cool. Remember, he's the he's I like forgot. he's like one of the he's like the kids. bullies. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, didn't your mom stab you? Or didn't your like dad stab your mom or something? Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Let's go to the big board and find out. Yeah. Let's see. Well, Seth, so- Seth Rogen plays Ricky Danforth in the movie. Mm-hmm. IMDb is a wonderful thing. Let's take a look is at that, Seth Rogen. Is that, is that his first appearance? Is that his first appearance? He's got ninety-five credits. Uh, first movie appearance, yes. Obviously, he was on Freaks and Geeks before that. Right, right, but right, right. But his first movie appearance. Yeah, it was in Donnie Darko. Ricky Danforth. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Figure yeah. that out. What a great movie to start in. Holy yeah. crap. Right? Yeah, if that's not like the, I don't know, a good omen yeah, it's for a career. <laughs> Just start in Donnie Darko. Because yeah. then, then after that, it was pretty much Anchorman. Forty-year-old virgin. Wow, yeah. that was it. Just blew but, up. Yeah. Rip. So, so Southland Tales was this big ensemble cast. I mean, you had everyone from The Rock to Mandy Moore, um, you know, and and just so many stars were in that. It was a who's who's cast of oh, yeah. of celebrities he, that were in this Richard movie. Richard Kelly had everyone in the palm of his hand after Donnie Darko, and he even Justin Timberlake. He, yeah. I think that was actually was that Justin Timberlake's first movie, or he had done a few he movies. He had done some stuff. Was I he in think. Black Snake Moan before that? I don't. Yeah, I think he was. He but was. I'm not sure. Yeah, can't remember. But um, which he was incredible, and you have that awesome like dance scene, you know, mm-hmm. with with Justin Timberlake, right? And he was. Well, great, I'm selling great him interim. drugs, you know, like right, my early, exactly, yeah, all my early, which credits. is what you always do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't we, always get to use a bazooka in every movie. But. Selling him liquid karma. <laughs> That's right, liquid karma. Oh my karma. god! Yes. And uh, but uh, so yeah. the thing with that movie that is disappointing is not the movie for me because I thought we were making that film. I thought that we were making, when I read it, first of all, 
I knew that there were going to be some issues. Like, or I, or I knew that this was a special film because when I got the script, it had nothing to do with time travel or alternate dimensions or <laughs> or two Sean William Scotts. That didn't exist in the first script that I got. And then three months later, all that stuff was in there, and I was like, "Wow, that's changed a lot. Oh, that's changed a lot." And the ice cream truck flying at the end, like that right. wasn't in it um, right. until the end. But what I was disappointed in was just that. Uh, that Richard Kelly gave so much of a shit about what people thought of him. Because uh, I sat next to him at Cannes. We went to Cannes together for, for Southland Tales. Southland Tales uh, was there. Canes. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, did I say Canned? <laughs> no, you I'm said from Con. New Jersey. Cannes, Cannes, Cannes. Con. I think it's Cannes. Con, I went right? to Cannes. Yeah. It's Cannes. I went to Cannes. And uh, I was on the beaches of Cannes. <laughs> Partying with... Uh, Sheer Khan. With, with French models. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting next to Richard for the, for the screening. And it was a huge French audience who, you know, of course, the French can be extremely critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently that. they were because I guess a lot of them were booing. I didn't notice. I was laughing too hard because <laughs> I was cracking up. I thought we had made a comedy. And I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> I thought that the whole fucking point was that we were supposed to be laughing at the movie. So oh I'm laughing after the film, laughing so hard. And I seriously thought that I was in on the joke. Yeah. And then Richard looks over at me like, I must be insane or am I laughing at him? And he looked actually offended by me. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. Did you not make a film that was supposed to be making fun of B-movies? Like as if it's your own B-movie, but like, I thought yeah, that that's like what meta. we were making. Yeah, I thought you yeah. were making a meta film about like, that was kind of making fun of itself and oh how ridiculous God. it was. Right. And apparently he wasn't. Right. Apparently he made that, yes, but he wasn't meaning to make that. Right. Okay. And then I lost all respect. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a that's a real Tommy Wiseau moment there. Wiseau it's, moment it's, where yeah. I just he couldn't believe the it. room and everybody yeah. laughs. I couldn't at believe it. that he yeah. took himself so seriously. That's all. It's yeah. like yeah. stop it. I yeah. don't know. It's it's art. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. You had a cool fucking movie. Got all these cool people in it. Just yeah. enjoy it. And it had crossovers. It was in a. I think there were what three graphic novels that came out. Yeah, like, before he had the this movie really was cool released. idea about yeah. making the the graphic novels come out first and everything. Yeah. And if it would have made more money, I'm sure he would have made more graphic novels. But yeah, there were sure. only three. Three that that he made, and it still doesn't make any and sense. And they don't make any sense. No, they don't. They don't no, give no. you any. The more story clues. is so strange; it just doesn't. It doesn't make any. But yeah, I don't know. It's just for that kind of movie. I thought that you would. I thought you're making it like with a wink and a smile, like yeah. a tongue in cheek type. You're making Those are the best movie. I think yeah. so. Yeah. But for some reason, I like I. I think that that's the truth about Donnie Darko too, mm-hmm. is that he really didn't plan it to be as good as it was. It right. actually was kind of an accident. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. he kind of accidentally made this amazing, perfect movie. Right. And it just hit seventeen-year-olds at that time. Yeah. But yeah. I, I sincerely don't think that he like fully understood why. Yeah, I definitely feel like they nailed the angst. Even when movie. the director's cut came out of the of Donnie Darko, I heard that there was a commentary on the director's cut yeah. of him that, and he was like giving his own explanation. And apparently, it was like not what anybody else thinks, <laughs> and, and, and nobody liked his idea at all of like what it was behind. Yeah, it. so awesome. I don't know. It's just it just kind of. It's remember, weird what people can get out of a movie yeah. and what people mean to put into a movie. Sometimes remember S. Darko. S. Darko. I don't remember it because I never saw it. I don't. I don't want to take a look at that. You know yeah, what? I honestly no. couldn't tell you the first thing about it because I only saw it once. All, all I, re- I just, it's like having like an Agent Orange flashback. I just remember having just yeah, a just not good memory of it. I, I really honestly couldn't tell you the first thing about it because I've, I've, I think I've tried to just like 
push into the back of my subconscious. Like, it yeah. was so oh, fucking yeah. bad, you know? Yeah. You just, like, want to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I still think the movie is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of those, like, it's it's like you have to see it. Like, it's yeah, almost ridiculous. It. It's so unbelievable that you just have to watch but, it. And yeah. there's so they, many famous actors that right. are in it yeah. that it just, it makes it, it watchable. It really could be a cult film later on yeah. you know what I mean like yeah, after like many day. years yeah. Yeah. but I don't 100%. know if it will be or not it's almost just gonna... like a almost like a buckaroo bonsai right right Right, yes. Buckaroo Bonsai is incredible. Well, you know, it's be, <laughs> we know so it's, incredible. What's that watermelon doing there? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you later. Well, you know what? It's going to be. It's going to be. A- John Lithgow is so good. John Lithgow is so. Good. Dude, that movie is like so it is. It is quintessential eighties, and it is garbage. That movie is so good. It is the Shut best up. of the worst. It is Damn the absolute you. best of the worst. Damn you! Southland Tales is going to become a cult hit after this. Once our fans listen to the podcast, yeah, they hear, oh our God, thousands of a fans new who movie send us that you. we have to go. Got us to check it out. So all of all of you guys out there, I strongly encourage you find Southland Tales. Oh Try God. and check it out. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on the word find because yeah. it's not gonna be easy to find. Nobody so, wants you to see this movie. So I'd like to uh to kind of change the subject here, sure. right? So we've been focusing a lot on on movies. Look, and, and, change the subject. Yeah. Ooh. And I'd like to uh to kind of um uh uh, you know, kind of uh, focus on something else that you've done that I, I personally think is, is one of the coolest things that you've done, um, which is uh, you were in the music video for Jesus of Suburbia, oh, the, yeah. the Green Day um, song, right? Way back when. Yeah, way back when. And it's, I mean, it, it, I, think there's, I, was 18. I, I would say arguably a lot of people know you from that music video, right? And well, you, they you know often the get music recognized. video. Yeah, they you know, know whether the music they know video. me from it or not, like some people, I, I definitely have a huge fan base of people who are, who are kids now. Right. Who were probably like not born until that music video was yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just it's weird yeah, how people come 30s. and they pick up those those things that um were have been out for a long time and they take it as their own because yeah. it's still about teen angst yeah. and everybody still has teen yeah. angst. And it was I mean it was really I mean, like a um an anthem for it, for it punk rock in the early two thousands, yeah. right? Which is which is way after the punk movement had had been something oh, yeah. and got popularized, right? But it was really kind of bringing it back to those core punk roots. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I really think that the music video did a really good job of representing, you know, the punk movement in the early 2000s and the punk feel in the early 2000s, yeah. right? And you can um, say whatever you want about Sam Bayer because he did do the first Freddy, the remake, right? But Sam Bayer also made that, <laughs> yeah, music and it was great. So what what's what's it like? What's the difference between you know making a music video versus making a movie? Was or was it exactly the same? Uh, I don't think my experience of making a music video is anything like most people's experience of making a music video because Sam Bayer was intimately friends with uh, the group already, with Green Day, and he had made their first one that already got acclaim. Not their first one, but the one uh, that has Evan Rachel Wood and the military one that won awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was their follow-up. Yeah, American Idiot. of Suburbia was their follow-up. Yep. You know, so... They uh, they knew what they were getting into. They were trying to make something that was going to have a big fan base, and and basically right. also they they put a lot of money into it. Right. I mean, they had three days to film this video, which yeah. is not what you usually get. Usually, yeah, I mean, it's an eleven minute two. video. I actually just watched the other day with, the full video on on YouTube, right, with two actual drama scenes in it. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, well, it's a very it's it's a very emotional like a music short video. Film. Yeah, it it's is. like a musical yeah. short yeah. film. Yeah. Um, so I got to work with uh, Deborah Unger, who plays my mom. Right. Kelly Garner from Thumbsucker. I right. asked her to be in it. Right. Um, but they, what happened was the, the story is uh, 
I had an agent at the time named Billy Lazarus, coolest guy in the world. He's pretty much who I owe my whole beginning of my career to, so maybe Mm -hmm. my whole career, who knows. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) he was at UTA, and so this guy, he said, somebody came into my room the other day, and he was dressed in a motorcycle uh, gear and outfit, and he he walks in, and he slams a, a binder down on my desk and leaves. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> so, so he looks at he looks at the binder, and it says, "We would we request that Lou Pucci uh, play uh, one of the characters in this new Green Day video." And it had and it was like a lookbook of all the things that, that yeah. you know that, that this is yeah. gonna look like all this that this video is gonna look like. So they didn't tell me who I was playing. They didn't tell me what I was gonna do. So I go to the first meeting with Sam Bayer, and he says, uh, "So I want you to watch this documentary." And he shows me a Green Day documentary, and okay. we sit and watch like forty minutes of it. And he goes, "I kind of want you to play a mix of all of these guys, of the, all okay. three of the band members." Right. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and he says, uh, "But you know, like I, 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 I was like, so am I like, wh- am I like the main character?" He goes, mm-hmm. uh, "Yeah." Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, let's go oh. with that. I was let's like, oh, that. really? Let's go with that. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay, wait. So, like, what? What? He goes, well, you know, we're trying to figure it out. You know, want to, re-. and uh, and he was really collaborative about it. Like, he really didn't even know exactly what he was gonna do yet. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Um, and he needed a a girl. He was like, uh, you know, we we want somebody for you to be for, like, who's gonna play what's her name, basically, like this this you know girl. Uh, who's you know gonna be as punky as you? I was like, so you're looking for kind of a bad girl? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. I was like, oh, I know the one. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, because you literally just worked with just, her, and I that was exactly her. her role in Thumbsucker. In Thumbsucker, she basically plays the girl who, yeah, is like mm. the you know, uh, yeah, bad influence. Had you something. ever listened yeah. to Green Bay? Were you ever, or, or excuse me, Green Day? <laughs> Green Bay Packers, Sorry. the Packers. Did you ever listen to Green Day before you uh, had I done the music? Video? Definitely did. Basket Case, you yeah, know, like all that stuff from when I was. Younger, uh, yeah. you know, in fourth grade, if you didn't have Dookie on, CD, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, fucking loser, yeah. exactly. Like, you know, I think it was just it, they were such a an influence on everybody. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, for sure. on every kid at that time. Yeah, in the, the early nineties. It's early so funny that you talked yeah. about it, about wanting about watching that documentary and like having to portray the three members of the band. Like I remember thinking, like you know, when watching the video, like oh, you know. He does kind of remind me of Billy Joe, the way he is portraying in the video here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can also see elements of Trey Cool, like the drummer. He's got that very surfer thing. Right. And then, you know, Mike Dirt, the bass, who's kind of just like there. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm like it's a really, I, I never knew that about you filming. That's a really interesting take on how that was all made. Yeah, I was trying to find little things by watching that documentary over and over again afterward about like you know what they're like just a little bit about their personality yeah. maybe something that I could add into it I can't remember the specific things that I did except that I asked Sam Bayer like hey is it possible I just don't want to do this if uh, if I have my my own front teeth I want fake I want fucked up teeth <laughs> and he okay. was like really I said yeah because I just don't like I look too all American like I got right. I, look I have blonde hair I got blue eyes and I got nice front teeth could mm-hmm. you just like chip them somehow is mm-hmm. there any way because look look at the guys they don't look like they came from like they look like they came from maybe a, a, you know like down the street you know like yeah. a broken household yeah, something yeah, like that what were we talking about before about me appreciating myself on the show <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> so I said so I said I'll do it if you can give me the fake, the fake teeth and they okay. were like okay we can make that happen so I was like okay that yeah. sounds great. That's but awesome. really what I would say about it is like I still have so many fans from that. Right. And that's mind blowing. Yeah. 
Because I'm 33. <laughs> and I was 18 when we when made you that, did that thing. Right. That's 15 years oh, ago. Yeah. Never so, underestimate a music fan. M- music fans are more hardcore, I would say, than than movie and TV fans. Yeah, I right. think you're right. And, yeah. But it also... Like, and it, YouTube, because it's, it's got millions and millions of views on YouTube. It really transcends yeah. the, the time. Oh, like, oh, it just goes past yeah, that. Music, yeah, yeah, music is like... It, you, there, there's no such thing as... Even if you listen to, to things like disco now that have been dead for decades, it still it doesn't... You don't listen to it and go like, oh, that that doesn't fit with right. today. It's like, no, right. it's, it's music. But, it's but strangely, it, it is the music, but it's also a video. It yeah. is like, it yeah. is that I'm, the only reason I'm in, in any way connected to it is because of the video. Like, yeah. I didn't right. make any of the music. Right. So it's it's interesting that people keep p- picking up this video. Did you get to meet Green Day during I did, that? Yeah. You did, yeah. Afterwards. What was that like? We cool. made the, we went to the, uh, what was it? It, was, it wasn't the American Idiot Tour. I yeah, think it was I the next was. one. 21st Century Breakdown? Yeah, something was that like it? that. Anyway, we went no, to that, that in California. It was no. the American yeah, it was definitely, maybe it, yeah, maybe it, was it was off of the American Idiot yeah. album. Yes, okay, yeah. then we yeah. went to like the last American Idiot uh, tour location cool. in, Cal- in when they were doing California. Oh, cool. And so they I gave us backstage passes and I was allowed to go back there and just go hang out with them and like say hi and stuff. And they right. just, they did a quick, you know, hello, how you doing? Thanks for doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's really thanks, nice. Yeah, thanks they for were super video. nice. But, yeah. but it all, is also amazing because I noticed like, how old they are. Right. Because they really are yeah. like fathers. Yeah. You know, like they're, they they still speak for the younger Yeah. People. And certainly yeah. they did at that time. And they well. certainly did at that time. Yeah. But at the same time, they are, they're older people. Mm-hmm. So like they're mature adults. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. And it does not seem like that, like from afar, when you're right? watching them on stage, it seems right. like, wow, these are angsty kids, you know, yelling about the political climate yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? it's like when you see uh billy joel armstrong in um in uh, uh this is 40 right when he has that like kind of like guest appearance at the end he just go oh, into yeah. that like small that concert yeah. right oh yeah yeah just it, he has that personality where he just seems like a regular dude who's yeah. just out watching well, that, music that was it it know? was like they were regular dudes and yeah. they were super mature and they were all like dads and shit and it was yeah. funny it was yeah, just yeah, like they were cool. really really nice no did they play the music when you were actually doing some of the scenes like the one where you're throwing so, the chips yeah, in the 7-Eleven really or... cool and he was like he was having basically anything that I asked for he would have happened and that that's something to say. That's right. something yeah. to say for that because he he really collaborated. He had mm-hmm. he you know if I was like you know I really would love if you guys could have the music playing for this one they'd be like get somebody on a stereo now. He loved to <laughs> yell at people. <laughs> he really did. He'd be like you fucking dick. You give me that fucking camera now. I'm taking the fucking camera. <laughs> Actually, he kind of he, he kind of talks like a surfer dude though. So he's like give me that fucking camera now. <laughs> he's like an angry Keanu. But, yeah, right? he is an angry Keanu. Yes, but but he's. Uh, he's really talented. He's a really, yeah. really talented guy, especially at music videos. He also did uh, Nirvana, mm-hmm. like Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's oh, his. right, 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 you know, right. Like, which is, I mean, legendary. Wait, I mean, really? It's an yeah. iconic, absolutely yeah, iconic I video. I know that. Yeah. It, it, like, arguably changed the way that the music industry was. Right. Right? When, when Smells Like Teen Spirit got onto MTV, right, and was actually aired on MTV, I mean, it changed everything. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah, MTV, no. remember when MTV was good? Oh, man. Yeah. I miss uh, those days. I miss that. I miss when there was a channel that you could yeah. go to. When and the M actually stood for yeah. music. and it was Type, yeah, type like, F for remembrance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I don't get that. It's it's a meme, Matt. It's, it's okay. Meme. Oh, sorry. I'm not up on the late. You're not up on the dank memes. memes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Is there anybody that you'd want to work with now? Any musicians or anybody? Like, if you had the opportunity to do another music video right now you know with anybody is there anybody oh, that you would geez. want to work with that's tough man 
I don't know. I don't pay attention to music enough. Who would you work with? You got one? I'm going to say one. I'm going to uh, say nobody right now because the, the music the music no, video dude, dude the struts the, okay. I would work with the struts okay. a hundred times before, out of a hundred. I would before work with the last year, the answer would have been nobody yeah. because the art of the yeah. music video has been like lost on the music industry, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Because like nowadays, the only people that, that are really arguably even... music videos are some of the most viewed videos on on the internet right now on, on YouTube. They're some of the most. Yeah, well, that kind of brings me back to knock, but knock. The art of it. Is I got lost. to do two. Music videos as knock knock okay. on the worst. Okay, okay, and oh, okay. Uh, and I had to. W- I wanted to watch some music videos, so I watched like Lil Pump. You know okay. what I mean? Like all okay. these all these ridiculous rappers that are out right now. Yeah, and it just made me realize how they fucking don't. They don't do nothing. They don't do nothing. They're just they're just <laughs> rich now because they're they're creative right. and they're just outgoing and they just do what they want and they create their personality. They look ridiculous. Yeah. They just advertise themselves perfectly. Right. And they don't really though have any creative talent necessarily. Some of them do. No, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying you don't even need it. Right. You know what I mean? Like as long as you have that yeah. look and that. As over long the top. as you're able to make a fool out of yourself, right. but also be yeah. like really serious doing it. Like, right. kinda, and that's my point. It feels about like the... anybody could be a rapper now. That's and maybe I'm point. out of my mind. No, no, yeah, you're totally you can right. you can no. have your own opinion, I, no, no, you're, uh, you're ladies totally and gentlemen. Right. Yeah, no. no, but that's my point about like music videos specifically. Like, if you want to yeah, talk about sure. rap videos, just in particular, every single rap video that's come out in the last, let's call it at least 15 years, it's it's one of three things. It's either in a club, like with money and women everywhere, or it's like on a street with money, women, and cars, you know, it, it's all the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. And then even when you look at like some of the pop stars, like the the pop music videos nowadays are all it's it's like let's put the pop star in the most ridiculous costume we can find, right? And we're gonna call it art. But there's no the costume they're wearing for the and the dancers they have in the background for the music video has absolutely zero connection to the lyrics of the song. Right. Because usually the song lyrics are also and that's, fucking and that's, soulless, too. You and know, that's like, what I got to kind of be a part of making fun of yeah. with this character. That's exactly So that's is. pretty cool. Because the music videos are like that. You know, like, they're they're ridiculous. They're right. absolutely ridiculous. Right, right. I don't want to say anything specific because you'll see it in February, I guess, when it comes out. Yeah. But, but yeah. so, which, that, so which ridiculous. Is, I mean, that's, that's super exciting. I mean, that's such a good show. It, it, it's very, very popular. A lot of people are talking about it. Yeah. Right. So it's you well, know, it's like a, a great role. It's for you on to be season a part. five. So and this right. is their last season. They they're tying it up this season. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like you know whether they're going to get married or not get married or something like that. There's two main characters. Oh, that's right. I heard this was the last season. Yes. Yeah, this is, this is supposed to be the last season yeah. anyway. That's what I was told. Yeah. So yeah, um, Netflix will pick it up. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> 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 Who knows? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was exciting to be a part of that. And and the the you know Stephen the showrunner who was also writing and the guy who was very strict on like what we said you know all the words yeah right um he's smart as fuck yeah you know he made this character and the raps are so funny <laughs> i wish i could do a rap for you right now but i don't think i'm allowed oh, oh because yeah, <laughs> i don't think uh, i can you can't do, do it, it. Yeah, no i can't no, do it uh, oh you mean a rap from the show yeah, yeah, yeah. so but his yeah, you mean you're not talented ridiculous. enough to do your own just in yeah. no, some bars? i don't right own here? the creative rights no, no to that character no i mean a different rap as lou pucci oh i don't know any any real raps as as Blonde, blonde no, hair, can... blue eyed, all American Lou Pucci. I can uh, lose an actor. He can read a script. I He's can not quote a... you <laughs> some Shakespeare or some Monty Python, oh, but I God. cannot do a rap. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Lou, Lou is a uh, classically trained actor, as it were. That's yeah. not true. No, not true at all. 
I trained myself. It yeah. feels that way though, because all the theater work we've done in That's the true. past, you know, it yeah. sure feels that well, way. Well, I did a lot yeah. of theater, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and to be clear, when I say we, I mean Lou. Anthony and yeah. I just built. Oh, I remember. Anthony and I just yeah. built. I remember the sets. when Anthony was in a theater show with. Oh me. my gosh! For the two seconds that I was on stage. Oh, you were the boxer. Um, was you the were boxer. the boxer. You were not on stage because oh, you never oh. came on stage <laughs> because you forgot. Oh, this is a good story. Oh, to come on stage. Christmas Carol. So we, we all went to high school together, great. and uh, we went shout to, out uh, Christian Brothers yeah, Academy. Christian Brothers, Christian Brothers, Christian Academy. Brothers Academy in in Lincroft, New Jersey. And um, w- one of the things that you're required to do at CBA, which I think is a really good thing, is that you have required community service hours, right? And so we decided to do a project, and we were all involved in the the theater um, uh, crew at the time. Anthony we, was a stage manager, right? We we helped design and build the sets that was the for the art director. That was the, the art director. Uh, yeah, for the stage. Build shit, and, break shit, yeah, blow and, shit up. and Lou was uh, the star of of some of the the, the musicals that we did, you did yep. um, Godspell uh, God and Anything, uh, goes. Anything Goes, right? Yeah. We'll, which were great. We'll, we'll talk about the Jesus Boner yeah. in a minute. But we did and a, I was playing Scrooge. Yeah, we yeah. did uh, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, a, a Christmas Carol. A, a very abridged so the person who was writing the script, the script, the person, the person who was writing the script didn't give us a script until three days before we we're supposed to put on the play. Not like you had any lines or anything, because <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to uh, walk on stage and just point. Supposed to be the ghost of Christmas, Christmas future yet to come. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, all I had to do was be on stage. All and he point. had to do was walk on stage and point. And I missed my cue. And he was not around. <laughs> I was, I was backstage going, "Where's Anthony?" I was like, I was. Looking off the stage. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I had to pee. These little kids are wondering, <laughs> and, and I just, and I just, I was like, "Hey, is my part this coming whole, up soon?" They're like, "No, no." This <laughs> audience of underprivileged children. Yeah. An audience of underprivileged children. Oh God. Are waiting for the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Oh man. And he never comes. Do you remember when the set <laughs> fell over? Yeah. Our cheaply built set. The cheaply built set that we amazing. had to put together in a few amazing. days, and the it whole was... thing fell over. But the kids loved it. They thought it was well, like because one of the it most fell around things. the guy who was walking <laughs> yeah, it, through the window, like, like, it's like a, a cartoon. Scene from Looney Tunes. Yeah, literally, yeah. It like a cartoon. Like, uh, like uh, Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fell perfectly around the guy who was going then, through the and window. Then to to yeah. Mike's credit, he had the best. He, he looked behind him, he said the broken set. And he looks at you and he goes. You should probably get that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so perfect. Yeah. No, it was yeah. so fun. But yeah. And then you kicked it and you were like, humbug. humbug. And, then, and then we closed the <laughs> we closed the curtains. Yeah. Oh my god. What and a, of course we what a train travesty. What a train wreck. What a that was. fucking travesty. We've that actually was. done some good we we put on some some good plays well, when dude, we, we were did there. Godspell, Godspell, Godspell was, was incredible. incredible. Anything goes was incredible. Uh even our town was great. Godspell was my Guys favorite. and dolls was great that we did. You know, I would say anything goes. Not my that favorite. one. That one was. That was my favorite. That was the one that we did when we, you we, guys would put porn and everybody's like you know, oh, I was, menus. Man. I was literally just gonna ask you. I was, I was they were the stage crew, so they would yeah. fuck with everybody. Yeah, we try and mess with the actors. What was your favorite porn placement of all the shows that we did? <laughs> I, I, because I, I know what mine was. I just rem. I don't remember more than the menus. I don't remember. There was like yeah. menus on a stage, and you yeah. know, I, I just remember. I think Graf like picked one up, or no, he brought the rubber chicken. He brought the rubber chicken on stage. For yeah, anything goes. True. Yeah, he was in the background. Where, the, where, where Jackie and Meredith were supposed to be just props, basically, in that scene. Our yeah. director walked out. Walked yes. out the last night. Walked she, out. She, walked she was out. so mad <laughs> at me. We just hijacked the play. Yeah, <laughs> we, we me with my co-conspirators, the stage crew, oh. hijacked the play completely. So good. And there was just, and it was always in the background. It didn't take away from the nope. play. It didn't really take away. It was just like these little idiosyncratic moments where like somebody wasn't supposed to be there. Like. 
you did the um, the Pulp Fiction dance where you're doing yeah, the two fingers. Yeah, you're doing yeah. the two fingers. Doing the two fingers. Pat Quinn, I think. My yeah. favorite placement of porn was during Guys and Dolls. There was a in, in a lot of the scenes. There was that news the stand, newspaper stand. You know, the newspaper yeah. Stand oh yeah. Front, right. And there was one scene where uh, the the detective character or the cop character, I Rusty Trombone. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so he's he's supposed to walk out. He's supposed to walk out onto the stage and grab a newspaper from the top of the stand. And we have one of our stage crew guys kneeling behind the newspaper stand at the very last second. He slapped a hustler on top of the uh, the newspaper stand. The guy and the actor wasn't paying attention. Wasn't thinking. The other actor walks up and just and the, the, he's supposed to like not look as he grabs the newspaper. So he comes out, grabs the newspaper, opens it up, and he's on stage just reading a hustler. Spread and, eagle. And you see his face. He's, and he literally just chucks it off yeah, the he side. Immediately <laughs> chucks <laughs> it off. Throws side. it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Christian Brothers Academy. Oh man, <laughs> I loved you and I hated you at the same uh, time. CBA was great. People yeah. weren't people weren't allowed to say pirate after. That. No, no. Yeah. Remember, because well, at the end of anything goes when the director walked yeah, we up, raised we, we, we raised yeah. the pirate yep, flag because right. it's all yeah. based on a ship, right? So that's at the right. end, we so raised amazing. the pirate flag. It's so amazing. <laughs> we did the slow motion run too to chariots of fire. The slow motion school was good for us. Lou, tell yeah, us the. Really I, want, I want. I want. I want everyone to hear the Jesus boner story. No. Oh man. No. Oh, this is a good story too. Everybody's gonna hear the Jesus boner story. <sighs> so I'm playing Jesus. I got a heart yeah. on my head, a heart on my head, not yes. a heart on my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a, a heart, heart on, on baby. On I got a heart on my head. Yeah. Um, I got some rainbow colored tights on. They're the quite, Superman they're T-shirt, quite tight Superman T-shirt, and um, Judas was tossing me around a little at the end of the show, like he's supposed to do. He's supposed to throw me on the ground <laughs> two or three times and be yelling at me, "Jesus, use you know, you're gonna die. I'm selling, selling you for some silver or whatever." And uh, he throws me on the ground for the second time, and I start getting friction, and I just can't help it. Poor adolescent kid, you know, in high school. You're a junior in high school. Just running wild. One of those things where... 17 (laughs) years old, maybe 16. No, I'm 16 years old. I'm on stage in front of the entire school. My family is in the audience. And I start getting friction in my my rainbow-colored tights. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it, and I'm willing it to go away. I've got, please, please. <laughs> we've please. all been there. Please. Like, we've all Listen, been there. If you're a guy, yeah. you've been there. Yeah. Have you? Not in rainbow colored tights. No, not in front of 400 people. Not on stage in front of the <laughs> Not playing school. Jesus in front of 400 <laughs> people. So, of course, it's at the end of the show when they have right. to put me on the cross <laughs> right. and tie and, me to the fence right. and take and my hands away. And carry you up where you're laying <laughs> flat-backed with, wait, with wait, nothing let sticking me get up to but that. the old... Let me get uh... to that. So I, I go up there, and I, I got... And the chubby is getting... It's getting more and more. It's just... Yeah, it's it's more getting, than half a chub at this it's point. Make, it's more than half a chub, and I'm, I'm my hands are being taken away from me one at a time while I'm singing, Oh! God, I'm dying. <laughs> and all the apostles are under me going, oh, God, he's dying. <laughs> With all these faces like, oh, my God, he's got a chubby. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Allison Foot being right in the front yeah. oh. and looking and, and giving me these eyes like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you better put that thing down. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> better not. You better Finally, not. I have to sing the last line. Oh. God, I'm dead. And so I'm dead. And I still have a chubby. And then they untie my hands and they carry me out. They carry me out. Pitch in a tent, yeah. Dick up, yeah. In my rainbow colored full mask, through the audience, full mask, through the audience, singing "Long Live God." Yeah, 
Long live God. Long live God. <laughs> just, just nerves of steel, man. Oh, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then Allison comes up to me after and says, did you have a boner? Yeah. <laughs> said, oh, great. Yeah, make you said, feel better about it. Allison. You <laughs> know I did. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. that happened. Oh, man. I wonder if we have that on film anywhere. I wish. I wish. I, I would wish, love to I see I know it. somebody yeah. had filmed it. Like, I know there I was film to see of that, that play. That, yeah. that play. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah. The only other you know, time... I actually have the VHS of the the one and only uh, film festival that we did at CBA. You have the VHS of it? I have the VHS of the three movies. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's I so do. cool. I won the yeah. CBA Film Festival, one and only. The one CBA and only, film only the first and last CBA <laughs> Film Festival. Oh, my festival. God. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It was you and it was... Um, Brendan Ferrer. And uh, Ian Phelan. Yes. Right? Well, oh, yeah. Brendan Ferrer did the other movie. Yeah. Right. Me and Ian made, made my film. Yeah. Me and yeah. Ian and Anthony Prewster. Right, and Anthony Prewster. Mm-hmm. Right. And Kate yeah. DiGeronimo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got to give a shout out to everybody. Huh? Yeah, big shout out to everybody. <laughs> everybody shout out was involved. Everybody. The, you know, that was, the, that was, you know, I think it was like the third film you ever did. Surprisingly, not on your IMDb credit. <laughs> yeah, not on you the know, credit. we got to get it this movie called, on was, IMDb. I have a, I, I do have a, a VHS of it too. Do you have a VHS of it? Yeah. That's I, crazy. I have, I have all three movies. It's a half hour. VHS. It's called Moving Backgrounds. That's it was right. three, that's right. seven and a half minute vignettes. Yeah. Basically, it was from the 1920s. What if a movie, my, my idea was... Let's make a movie that's very general, very simple, like a hero, a bad guy, a girl that gets kidnapped, very simple. Right. Let's do it in the 1920s as if it was made in the 1920s. So it's silent film, black and white. The second one will be a, a Western. Right. And then the third one will be a, a 60s musical. And then the fourth one will be a modern film. Right. And so that's that's it. That's what we did. Right. It won. It won. Hey, it hey buddy. Yeah. It won. Hey, oh. Hey, surprisingly, the guy who put on the film festival <laughs> yeah. won the That's film not festival. true. Collusion! Excuse me. The guy, the, I'm going to just uh, talk about this for a second because I'm still pissed about it. Eddie Bernard put on that film festival. Oh, and, that's and that's because right. Eddie that's right. Bernard's father is uh, Bernard who runs yeah. Sony. That's right. Sony that's Pictures right. Classics, that's right. I believe. Yeah. And, uh, and so... He ran the festival. Oh, that's right. Ran it into the ground. <laughs> right <laughs> into the ground. The one it only. never yeah, happened again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny story. We actually have a cameo in that uh, film. Um, uh, Dennis Brown actually did oh, that's one of the, right. I one of the that movies. Cameo. And we had a cameo where we played, you know, sort of like gangsters or oh, whatever. Yeah, right? I remember. Which was which was no, kind we of played, racist. We played stereotypical. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's stereotypical Italians. Oh, oh yeah, let's just throw the Italians in here and we'll just yeah. give them mafia throw these, roles. Throw <laughs> these two grease balls in here and make them fucking mafia. Well, you guys so look be, yeah. the most mafia that you could <laughs> look yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I remember, yeah, as a child. I, as a child. Yeah. I, I thought I was so smart. I even did because like like Anthony had the only speaking line yeah. and I was just sitting there like for whatever reason I the shorter guy was like the muscle like whatever so I'm right. pretty sure yeah. you worked at a cigar shop at I, the no, time I, I definitely yeah. did yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I was like the short but deadly guy you know yeah. like you never know what he's doing in the background yeah, or, you yeah. know and I remember I thought I was I thought I was so smart ad-libbing at the end there where I walked up and like Anthony like said his little line like yeah. vaguely threatening and he walks by and I and I walk by and I'm the last person to walk behind Dennis I look at him I go I give him a little yeah, smack little, on little, the face. Little pat on the cheek. Yeah, little pat on the cheek. I thought, I was, I, thought yeah. I was so smart. <laughs> yeah, it was the great. Goomba tap. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, well, after that trip down memory lane. Yeah, after that trip down memory lane. Um, <laughs> I like being on a radio. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Memory so, lane is the best part. Uh, something else that's really cool that you've gotten a chance to do in your life, right? And and so, again, we, we try and, and focus on, you know, not only movies, music, but and comics, but also culture and in life. You know, one of the cool things that, you know, I find absolutely remarkable is that you got a chance to build a temple at Burning Man. Oh, yeah. Right? You've been to the Burning Man Festival. I'm a burner. And, yeah, and you, you've gone a couple of <laughs> times but but more than just going you had an opportunity to help build yeah. a significant feature that was at the festival so i was at a sundance party i was at, at a party at sundance film festival and i met this guy named terry gross he didn't say that at the time though his real what he said was hi i'm lightning i was like hello lightning. how are you doing uh, it's like a 50, <laughs> 50, year, old, 50 year old man he said hi i'm lightning he and this is at a very nice lightning. posh party and uh he's all dressed up and so am i and uh, I was there for Thumbsucker. It was like early, early in my career. And he said, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Lightning. Um, I think I met him actually because I walked out of the party and I was looking at like the beauty of, out, of the nature outside at night because there's just mountains filled with snow and everything. And everybody's inside partying. So I just walked out and I, met, I saw this guy on the balcony. He goes, hi, I'm Lightning. I was like, hi. He goes, no, I'm Lightning Clearwater is my full name. And uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. He goes, um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the lawyer for Burning Man. Have you ever heard of Burning Man? I was like, no. He starts telling me all about it. I was like, wow, this sounds like some kind of fantasy mystical thing that yeah. could not possibly exist. But uh, he tells me about it. And then years later, I called him because he had given me his number. And I remembered because how do you forget Lightning Clearwater? And uh, and he helped me get uh, get in, like get a ticket and get right. get on a build crew. He helped. He had. He was part of a build crew that was uh, this mathematician named Greg Fleischman, who is uh, like a geometric mathematician. I guess mm-hmm. you'd call it. Like uh, he uses not sacred geometry, but just geometry that we've forgotten about. Okay. Um, like a, a triangle, a certain way of making a triangle that releases pressure so um, equally on every side that you can make puzzle pieces out of it which is what our temple ended up being made out of, oh, is cool. no nails, no glue, just puzzle pieces, big, giant puzzle pieces, so strong because of the way that, because of the angles of it, that, uh, that it can hold tons of people, you know, on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, people could climb up the thing. It was really, really cool. So, I, yeah, I went out to Burning. He called, <laughs> Lightning called me the second or third year that I was doing it and said, hey, could you come out? 20 days early. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, and I said, I, I can't I live for a month said, out actually, in the not, middle of the desert. I said, I'm actually not doing anything. <laughs> Coincidentally, I've got no I'm, plans. I'm a struggling actor. <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally, I've got no job. Um, so, uh, so yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. He said, uh, yeah, because then they would help you out with the ticket too. So like it, wor- right. it worked out. So I went and built for t- for two weeks uh, the this temple of holiness it was called I think it was 2012 or 13 I can't yeah. remember I, maybe it was 10 I think, I, I I think it was 12 because if I'm not mistaken the documentary about Burning Man was actually the one that you built the temple at oh really well, yeah they did the um what's the name of the documentary all the drones that flew over and stuff yeah I, th- I think I remember seeing yeah that. they did a, a documentary uh, film about Burning Man and oh cool was, yeah yeah I think so, it was called either Burn or something like that so Burning Man's awesome. I mean, I don't know what yeah. to say. It's it's like uh, picture Mars at the time of the Great Apocalypse, like right before they knew everything was going down. Yeah, they knew it was all headed right. to shit. Right, and they said, you know something, we're gonna have a big party because why? <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? So it's kind of like going 
back in time to mm. the time when Mars dissolved and whoever was living on there was having their last major, major party. And it's really, though, it's like a utopian experiment because the right. values involved with Burning Man are really, really interesting to me. Like, there's no yeah. garbage. Right. Uh, you have to take all your garbage with you. It's all like, right. you know, there's values. There's actual principles that you have to follow in order to be there. Like yeah. like a city. So mm-hmm. basically, like a civilization. it's, it's right. like, hey, come to our civilization and be a part of our community in mm-hmm. the way that you follow these rules to make everyone have a good time. Yeah. Do what I do, and you'll, and you'll have, have a good time. time. Yeah. When are you going True. back? Um... To Burning Man. Burning like Man. When you... I don't know. I haven't been there in two years. So okay. I guess maybe next year. It's... I just want you to wear the hat I got you. <laughs> I know. He got me this really, really cool steampunk type hat. It's Once awesome. again, Matt validates himself. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a nice validation there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember this but cool be, thing I got you? But to be fair, though, I think there's a good story about why I got you the hat. Because I got an art. You officiated I, my wedding. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Like, that's the true. best officiant yeah. I did ever. officiate... Matt Magnifico's wedding. Yes. And, and it, it was, was epic. Fucking yeah. epic. It yeah, had to it start with Mowage. Yeah. Mowage. So yeah. So I got him. And this... you, you're talking about shooting your shot like a Spider Man web sling. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, Lou, I, you can't say that. I think man. I still have it on my phone if you want me to read any of it. Oh, it was so good. It was so, so good. I've never good. seen the video. We need to watch the video. We have the video. Yeah. We haven't watched it yet. We need to watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that, I remember that. So I got him this hat. I don't know if I ever showed it to you, Anthony. It was like, Big steampunk, like brass it's a looking, big, had like oh brass screws and top like, hat. The oh, top, it's a top amazing. hat. Yeah, it's a top hat. It, it, was right it, about it two lights feet. up. Yeah. yeah, there's a button on it that makes it light up, <laughs> oh, which incredible. is the, the key to my heart. You have a little like, because you you have like a little uh, like Lumobile that you you cruise around uh, Burning Man in. Right? I haven't done it yet, no. But I have this this art car that was donated to me from a friend of yes. mine, and I'm gonna be nice. building. I remember it. you showed yeah. me the picture. It but really I mean, cool. like you know, that's a it's a it's a fun thing. It's fun stuff. I don't know. There's there's other parts about Burning Man that like suck. You know what I mean? Like it's being kind of kind of over. <laughs> no, well, yeah, there is the natural part of it, but it is also like. A really, really lot of really rich people. Yeah. You know, like, that's really what you get there. And you feel you know it's a I mean? bit pretentious, yeah. maybe, sometimes? It's not that. It's just that it's their place to become a regular human being, in a way. But yeah. at a, at a, in a certain way, also, like, now it's become, like, celebrity... Not celebrity-oriented at all, yeah, but, like, right. a celebrity can go there and have, like, their camp built yeah. for them. There's right. like a lot of people... Yeah, Co- I was it. just going to say that. It's yeah. like kind of like Coachella. Pre-made camps. I'm not saying that Burning Man's like that now. They've, they've right. been doing a great job trying to get rid of that right. and trying to keep a, keep it on the DL. How <laughs> like, long right. is it again? How long is it again? It's, it's, uh, it's like a few weeks, eight right? to nine-day festival. Okay, like, so I think it's nine days okay. altogether. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I was there for 27 days that first... That that third time I went, yeah, it was nuts. Being at a festival for twenty seven days, like I it was. Don't. I lived in the desert. I was just yeah. a desert rat. Can you imagine being at Gray Fox for twenty seven days? No, absolutely oh not. No way. no way. No way. We go to Gray no Fox up in upstate New York, and yeah. is it in Ancrumdale? Oak, Oak Hill. Yeah, Oak Hill. Oak Hill. Oak Hill. Yeah, the Oak old Hill. one was Ancrumdale. Yeah. Durham yeah. County. Yeah. Oak Hill. Yeah. Oak Hill. It's literally, it's on a hay field. It's Gray on a hay Fox farm. Is Gray Fox yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it's my favorite place in the world. Yeah, it really is. It's about as close to uh, freedom, like true freedom, it's that you can tr- it's possibly heaven. get. Yeah, yeah you, you go up there. You go up there. So for those of you guys that don't know, we'll be doing a. We'll be talking a lot about this come uh, come late June, early July, because it happens yeah. the same time every year, third week of July. But Gray Fox, we'll is try a, and record some stuff while we're there too. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Take a take a with, little handheld recorder. Yeah, with with, with all the electricity we have in yeah, <laughs> Gray Fox. Yeah, we camp out. Yeah. we have yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a five Sometimes day. Sometimes covered in mud. Yeah. Oh my god. Quite often we're 
covered in mud. There's always a yeah. rainstorm. There's always a rainstorm. Almost storm. every time. It's a bluegrass music festival in upstate New York. And like when we say off the grid, you're off the grid. There is oh, yeah. zero service there. Even, even when they claim they have cell phone towers, they don't fucking work. But who cares yeah. because half the fun of going is not having the yeah, like, that's, that's And yeah. that kind of brings me fun. back to why Burning Man has gotten a little bit rough is yeah. because now you can have cell phones. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like that. and they yeah. work because they yeah. reposition a satellite so they work. Yeah. yeah, and even at Gray Fox, you know, they have the cell phone tower that's there. You know, yeah. this year they had both Verizon and AT&T, right? But, it you know, barely one works. Of, one <laughs> of the reasons to go to Gray Fox is to be able to just right, to to unplug and to disconnect. Yeah, to disconnect for a little while. Yeah, You know, it's just a crutch at that point. If you're at Burning Man, with a cell phone, you're an asshole. Yeah, I'm seriously. sorry. Yep, I'm sorry. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. Um, you know, I want to be able to to give you a little bit of time, though. You know, what else have you got going on? You know, you've got um, uh, you're the worst. That's going to be coming well, out. What, what else have you got going on? That's so gonna what be coming just out? happened was you that was on. It came out on Lifetime as a Lifetime show, but Netflix was also a co-producer on it. And mm-hmm. um, I guess I I don't really know if what. It, I don't really know how much I can say about that Um, because I don't know. Okay, I'll just go with what I know I can say. So uh, Netflix now has it from December 26th on. Um, I don't know if it's considered a Netflix original or not, but it's on there now, so you can watch all 10 episodes Episodes. or whatever it is. And uh, they're already greenlit to do a season two, which is amazing. I'm pretty sure. I hope. I hope they are. No, I heard heard they greenlit a season two. Yeah, okay, great. I did read that. I don't want to be giving shit out. That's in the Um, public domain. I read that. So you, I got to play just a really cool part. Uh, Real, real asshole. Just a real douchebag named Benji. If your name is Benji... You got some problems. Artisanal soda maker. Your, your character on that your artisanal show was soda so fucking hateable, He's a man. hipster, yeah. a hateable hipster. So oh. easy to dislike, man. That yeah. and that's the the true yeah. like that's how you know a good bad guy right. is and that they're very easy to dislike. Very well written though too. It was yeah. a book not all beforehand. that different than real life, Lou Taylor Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the God's honest truth? So you came out, but now it gets a little bit more uh, recognition and people right. to look at it. Yep. It gets like almost second advertisement because it's right. on Netflix now right. um, and then You're the Worst will come out in February and where I'm on a couple of episodes of that as the rapper Knock Knock mm-hmm. and um, what else I think I did some short films that uh, are going to be going to some film festivals but I'm not really sure yet so I can't say that sure <laughs> uh, that's it I think yeah, yeah everything just else came out kind of looking for your next project yeah, well, that's, yeah that's the whole awesome. that's the whole job yeah. the whole job is just constantly for the rest of my life looking for a job. Yeah, <laughs> Until you find that one that all of a sudden you make well, it big. sure, yeah. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it, it is about that. I mean, like, if you have, if you do make enough money to where you're just so comfortable that you just don't care and right. you can just have scripts come to your door, right. that's, yep. that's definitely one thing. Right. But I mean, most people don't even ever get to that point right. at all, right. you know? So to, to even hope for that is kind of like, yeah. A little yeah. much. And you to even I mean? say that you were one of the main characters in a movie that made it as number one movie in America for two weeks in a row, you know? But like, I would also that's, say, that's, like, you know, pretty art, good. art, like, as, as, uh, make limitations making artists better mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, how I live my life. I feel like I'm 
getting better and better and better because I do have the limitation of I have to get a fucking job. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I need money. I need to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, so, we have hundreds of thousands of listeners. Yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. 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 Hundreds of thousands. So of many listeners. people. So many people are going to listen to this. I mean, this is going to be a nice boost to your career. You're welcome, by the way. Oh, for- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you so much, you bastards. Uh, so, so there's a there's a uh, short segment that here that we're going to do to kind of wrap things up. Okay. Um, we have about uh, seven questions here um, that we're going to kind of rapid fire at you, right? And, and we just wanted you to say the first thing that comes to your head, right? And then, uh, you know. And Is this we'll... like a therapy thing where I just say the first word that comes to my no, head? No, you know, first thing. Not word, first phrase. First legitimate answer. Yeah. Legitimate answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. There's not a lot going on up here. Okay. So. It might take a while. You have okay. five seconds to come up with an answer. <laughs> okay, so here we go. We'll we'll get things started. Okay. Uh, the last thing that you do every day before you go to sleep. Oh God, they're like these questions. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, last thing I do before I go to sleep, brush my teeth. Okay, perfect. If you had the opportunity to name a scent, an aroma that represented you, what would you call it? Ah, oh, fuck. Bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Say to her, masochistic. Oh. Sado. If you could do anything aside from acting, if you could do anything and be successful at it, what would you? What would it be? <sighs> Porn star. <laughs> <laughs> salty or acting. salty or sweet? Salty and sweet. Salty oh, and sweet. Yeah. Mm, nice combination, like a chocolate covered pretzel. Nice. Oh yeah, I that's like my that. favorite. Marvel or DC? Tough. I love Batman. I'm going with DC. And what's your favorite lunch meat? I used to love pork roll as a child, which I still love now. Is that a lunch meat? Isn't that a breakfast yeah, meat? Yeah, uh, uh, judges, uh, <laughs> we need another answer. That's a breakfast meat. <laughs> oh, my God. What's my dad favorite? used to eat liverwurst. I didn't think that was good. That was Ugh. disgusting. Mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, 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 fuck. Ooh, ooh. Um, what's that one? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. <laughs> what's, that, what's that one? What's I was trying to one? taste it. I yeah. couldn't come up with yeah, them. No, I, I, lo- I locked Goomba with you there. You're like, oh, the prosciutto. Definitely the prosciutto. Yeah. Well, Lou, thank you very much for being a part of the show. Thank you for being here and, and joining us. You know, th- we want to give a big shout out to a shared universe as well, um, and getting a chance to to record with uh, yes within the uh, shared universe. This room, we will be. This room back. is so cool. Yeah, yeah just so amazing. you guys know, we we had meant to be able to record this and actually have video of it. Unfortunately, the video equipment wasn't. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if it was actually recording the entire time? Yeah, that would yeah. be hilarious if yeah. it actually was recording the. Because there's definitely time. like a screen but halfway. <laughs> the spinning death wheel, yeah. the spinning color wheel. It's still, it's still going. It's still yeah. going. It's been yeah. like two hours. Yeah, we'll yeah, figure no, it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but like, yeah. Spoiler alert: YouTube channel probably coming then. Yeah, hopefully we can create a YouTube channel. But it's been uh, it's been really exciting. You know, just for uh, our listeners out there who haven't gotten a chance to uh, understand this room and this studio that we're in, we're literally surrounded by comic book and movie memorabilia. Yeah. Um, from um, you know, some of the guys from the show, a comic book men. Uh, which is just absolutely great. It was on because uh, we was grew on up next to Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. Yeah, it's like we said at the beginning. I yeah. still go big into sh- Jay and big Silent shout out Bob's. to Jay and Silent Bob Secret yeah. Stash. It's a great comic book store. Yeah, it's just an absolute great comic book store. You get a chance to see some great memorabilia from yeah, props. The, yeah, great props from a lot of the um, the Kevin Smith movies that he did and filmed here in New Jersey. I just like right? going and in here and talking, in talking with Zapsic about comics. And yeah. Kevin Smith was in Southland Tales with me. 
Oh, that's right. He that's was right. in Southland. Yes. <laughs> that's right. He was. Oh my God, Amazing. he was. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, so uh, appreciate it. Hopefully, we can get a chance to have you come back in the All future. Right. We'd love to have you be a part of the show. You okay. know, get a chance to talk about more of the cool stuff that you're getting a chance to do. It, but uh, uh, until then, stay tuned, true believers. 